It is time for another Amateurs Fantasy Sports Podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of the NRL Fantasy Amateurs Podcast. And boys, tonight we have one of our most favourite episodes that we get to do every year. It's back. You know, we had a year off. We, we changed the name, but we've decided we want to go with the OG name for this episode. It's the Studs and Duds podcast. Ryan, how excited are you, mate? Mate, it's good to be back. It's good to have it back in the rotation. This is always one of the better episodes. This one in the podcast, these are the, the two best of the year, I reckon. Yeah, mate. Well, you know, we actually, I didn't tell you this yet, but we had a, po- a really positive response to the podcast that just you and I did without Rob. Just, you know, we kicked it old school. That's our highest listened episode for the year now. So, oh, mate. The, pe- the people love it old school, obviously. Yeah, they love it old school. So we're, we're bringing back the... Uh, the studs and duds, and uh, Rob, mate, uh, I, 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 we've allowed you to be part of the old school episode. Uh, just, you know, how are you travelling over there in the uh, the land of the long white cloud, mate? Yeah, it's been very wet. I just wanted to, you know, I've been okay, thankfully, but there's been a lot of homes affected. So um, just wanted to point that out to people, you know, you're doing a great job and it's been pretty horrible, but... Um, Footy's, footy's almost here, so, you know, that's a that's a bright spot to look forward to. Um, but thanks for having me, boys. Um, I feel like last year, even though you called it Real or Mirage, you ended up calling them studs or duds, you know, throughout the podcast anyway. So, um, I, you know, it, it was always spiritually um, studs and duds, I think. Mate, well, I mean, they are what they are. They're either studs or duds. And, I mean, we, we lent away from it because the, uh, the name got borrowed, I guess, after we used it for the first time on our podcast. But, um, you know, I, I, think it's, I think it's okay. And we'll just we'll roll back to it. And, uh, boys, so today basically what we're going to do is we're going to go through the most owned players in fantasy. So that's everybody 10% plus ownership, which actually is like a lot of players. It's about 45 different players. So um, it might be a long one. Strap in, pause it now, and go to the toilet if you need to, or just you know keep going uh, while we're while you're listening to us. The sultry sounds of myself, Ryan, and Rob. Um, boys, alarming first impression here is I'm seeing three vanilla Coke jerseys in a, in a short succession. But uh, <laughs> before we get to those guys, uh, number one on the list here, Brandon Smith. Uh, so he is owned by almost forty seven percent of teams. So basically half the teams, uh, which is a funny one. Uh, I mean, we've discussed him uh, at length on a couple of episodes because he's actually, you know, one that everyone's kind of a little bit, like no one's feeling super passionate about him, but Mm. because everybody's got him, Ryan, we just sort of boxed into taking him. Yeah, he's one of those guys I was really considering as well, maybe anti-potting. Um, but yeah, I guess the the team lists that, that came out the other day, because there's a few guys in this price bracket like Aaron Clark, Corey Horsburgh, Pangai, um, even potentially Egan Butcher. Um, so I, I, for a second, I was considering maybe picking up one of those guys, but with Horsburgh and Clark on the bench, it sort of just forces mm-hmm. me back to Smith. And just the, the dual position, is, I think, is the most important thing. Like, cause I'm looking at, I'll be probably using Smith as a mid, not a hooker. I think he's far yeah. more valuable as a mid than he is as a hooker. hundred percent. No, hundred percent agree. And Rob, you're of the same mind there. Yeah, I think that's right. It, it seems to have just taken off, right? Like the, he's gone to a new team. He's got the jewel. Um, we tend to think he does a bit better at hooker um, than he did at mid. Um, but I think also just his role seems a bit clearer. Um, and has that potential upside for 
I don't know, maybe not more tries, but certainly a lot of attacking stats um, at the Roosters. So, yeah, it's really hard to make a team without him. Um, obviously, we'll talk about some other hookers later, but um, he seems to be yeah, quite quite an easy one to start with, even if you're starting him in the mid, like I'm doing the same, Ryan. So Yeah, I'm fully expecting him to average like 45 too. Like it would not shock yeah. me if he is not a keeper. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I think the, 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 the numbers in the past history is there that he absolutely scores better when he plays hooker than when he plays at lock. That is, yep. that is it's, it's not up for debate. He is better at hooker scoring. But, you know, how many minutes does Turpin take? You know, are they, is he going to be getting the ball? Like, he's probably going to be one of those, like, he'll get a 37 and then an 85. Mm-hmm. More yep. than, you know, consistent 51, 52, 53, I think. But, you know, either way, lob him into your team. Uh, I think, and just, you know, ride the roller coaster with everybody else. Now, the second player on this list here is actually a player who doesn't currently reside in my team, Nathan Cleary, at 38.6%. He is in not my team because it's not, you know, allowed to run two teams, but he's in my my girlfriend's or fiance's head-to-head team. Uh, I know she's going to take over my head-to-head leagues this year. Uh, but, you know, for overall coaches, and I imagine there's a lot of overall coaches not heeding our advice here and, and still going with, with Kleza, Rob, did I manage to convince you to, to deviate away or are you going the Captain Cleary round one? So I still am on the fence about what team I've chosen for what purpose, <laughs> let's just say. Um, but Cleary is in my team currently and I think I'm mostly focused on head-to-head at this point in time. Um, but you've look, you've made a very compelling argument for someone starting without him for overall Um just for the buy is just a really a really key um, argument that you've made, I think. Um, but yeah, look, at the moment he's in my team. Um, I think I value him slightly over Heinz, um, and I wanted to start with a gun half for head to head, so that's why he's in. That's why he's in my team. Yep, Ryan. I I think are you a Cleary guy? You're a Cleary guy, aren't you? Oh yeah. If anything, your article convinced me that I need him. Basically, um, I think for head to head, he's he's almost necessary uh, given mm-hmm. uh, given the buy schedule. Like he's not going to miss much outside of Origin. And Heinz has got a very awkward buy schedule for head to head players. Uh, mm-hmm. He doesn't miss too many major buy rounds. It's really the, the rounds where you need him. Um, yeah. So look, I'll, I'll probably be starting with Cleary. And I think if you're debating Cleary or Heinz. I tend to lean towards Cleary just because he's cheaper because other than that, there's not too much difference. They both have an early buy and they both miss round 13. So mm. I, I think I'd just save the 20, what, 7,000 and get Cleary if I'm tossing up those two. Yep. Nah, at no point in this season, this off season, have I had Hines in my team. There have been points that I've had Cleary though, even in my overall team. So, yep. Uh, we'll talk about Hines again shortly. Um, third guy on the list here, Hamaso Tabuai Fido. Uh, he's one who has been in my team all the way up until yesterday where we went from having no centres to having far too many. Uh, and we now have, you know, a number of options, which I'm sure we'll address at some point here. But right now, I'm, I'm, he is one that I'm probably going to be look at an, looking at antipodding. And, Ryan, I know you were saying something very similar as well. Yeah, as soon as the team list came out yesterday, he was the first out of my team. Um, I, I was always a little bit hesitant on Hammer in terms of what his expected output is because I think his average could be anywhere from mid-20s to, you know, 40. Um, but with Alamotti potting up um, yesterday, he seems like he's got that job now confirmed. Um, uh, yeah, I'd just rather 
I'd just rather, you know, save, what, 140000 We've got Harley Smith Shields as well, Isaac Thompson. Um, yeah, mm. I, I think I can just spend that money elsewhere. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a really a luxury to not even have to have Tommy Talao because there's so many other good options. Mm, yeah, <laughs> how good is it? Yeah, it's great. I feel a lot better with no Tommy Talao, no hammer in my team, if I'm being honest. So I did the same yeah, thing same. as you, basically. I've got I've got Smith Shields, uh, Thompson, and and Alamotti, and I feel a lot better. Rob, you're uh, you sticking on strong with hammer, or you you aborted mission there? Yeah, I think I think I'm I'm on the same boat as as you both. Um, just watching Talao, for example, in that Warriors game was pretty unconvincing. Let's just say. Um, so look, I hope he turns it around, and you know he's been off for a long time, but I'm not convinced he's going to win that spot um, on the centre. He might, but it's not going to be pretty. So, yeah, um, yeah and, and I think you're right. I think we've kind of we've kind of been on the fence about Tabuai Fido this whole off-season when we've been – he's just been in our centres because there hasn't been a, a good enough option otherwise. You know, we were looking at Rima Smith and he wasn't a good enough option and, and, and all sorts of those guys in the 300-ish range. Um, but now we can just go cheaper and possibly, I don't know if better is, is the right word, but um, yeah, Alamoto looks incredible. We'll talk about him soon. Um, and Smith Shield's got a lot of potential as well. So yeah, yeah. no, I'm, I'm thinking um, that 36, 37% is going to drop a fair amount um, come Teamless Tuesday when, you know, Alamoto gets confirmed and, and, and whatnot. Yeah, I mean, so, just moving straight down. Uh, are you, mate? Are you subtly correcting our pronunciation of this player's word, uh, player's last name? Did I say Elamotai? I don't know. It's. I like it. It sounds good. It probably is Elamoti. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. They haven't done the um the pronunciation videos. I've quite enjoyed the um the Cowboys ones and uh, the Raiders did one as well. Jack Gajewski's was my favourite. <laughs> He's the best. I've never been able to pronounce his name. I've never been able to pronounce his last no, name. They, in, the, in the Cowboys one, they, they do it really slowly. So he goes, Jack Godjevsky. <laughs> it's truly incredible. I recommend you watching it. Um, it's probably Alamoti. It's probably Alamoti. You're right. Yeah. yeah. No, I like I like that. And, I mean, he's he's a big boy. He looks like a Bradman best, 35-plus average center. Um, yeah, he could be one. He, he would not shock me if he's uh, – buy and keep and ends up being a an Isaac Tungo that you actually just hang on to all year um, or, or the large majority of it. Uh, anyone have any strong feelings in the opposite direction of that? No, I tend to agree. Um, so it, Not pretty hard it. to argue against a 230k guy, right? Is, is Hammer our, our first dud of the, of the four? Oh, mate. Yes. No, Nathan Cleary is a dud. Oh, of course. No, just, yeah, <laughs> yeah, no. Hammer, Hammer's a dud for sure. So Brandon Smith, Nathan Cleary, Paul Alamotai E. <laughs> Alamotti, sure I think. Alamotti. I don't know. Where's he from? Is he Tongan? Someone? You're, you're the know. intern. You're supposed to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before I have, a, I have a quick look. Okay, okay, thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then yeah, so he's a stud. Now, um, Ray Stone, dud. 30, 30.5%. Mm. Why is he in 30.5% of teams? Because he played 80 minutes and made a lot of tackles last week in the trial. And then, you know, we've seen their final, you know, the team list of exactly how we predicted they were going to run out. And sure enough, he's on the bench with Wallace and SESE are going to take minutes. Uh, he seems like an obvious trap slash dud. Ryan, happy with that? Yeah, I think so. I, I know he's very cheap, but his historical PPM has just not been that great. Um, 
yeah, I, I just don't think there's the minutes here for it that he needs to, uh, to to get the required 10 points of value because he really doesn't need to do that much. He's, what, priced at 18. Um, mm. But, yeah, I, I, I don't think he can average 30, to be honest. No, no not a big fan of that one. Uh, Hayes Perham, on the other hand, big fan of him, 12, 27.8%. Looks to be the fullback in a very slick-looking Bulldogs team. Uh, I, I know trial form's not good form, boys, but, you know, they looked really sharp and without a number of key players, Perham will probably just be on the the receiving end of a lot of the beneficiary of the tacking stats. Rob, you wheels up on Hayes? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he was um, one that I was happy that stayed um, in the team come, you know, Teamless Tuesday, pretend Teamless, teamless Tuesday, the closest we've had in a long time. Um, so, yeah, no, fire him up. Lovely. I mean, Ryan, over under, how many scorpion kicks do you reckon we get this year? <laughs> we better get What's at least line? one. I'll What's set it line? one and a half. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 1.5, yeah. I'll, I'll take the under, but only just. There's going to be one, exactly one. <laughs> Boys, Jermaine Hopgood, absolutely monstrous in the Indigenous All-Stars match. Uh, probably one of their better forwards and just seems like an absolute workhorse. Maybe uh, Dolly the Sheep, Cam Murray clone, if we're really lucky this year. Mm. Uh, yeah, I mean, he seems like for the first three weeks in particular, he's going to just, you know, explode out of the blocks with uh, Madison out and then probably drop back a little bit. But by then, that break even, I wouldn't be surprised if he's running around with a near zero break even come the time Maddo actually returns. Uh, Ryan, any you know strong feelings against, or are you happy to sort of roll with that? No, this is one of the biggest wheels up of the season. I think I think he's one of the few must haves. I think um, he has keeper potential if the role's there. Um, that's a big if, depending on how Madison slots back in. But if he is playing, you know, close to sixty minutes a week, he, he does have keeper potential. It's just a matter of if he gets there. But uh, he's an easy cash cow for sure. Yeah, and I mean, the big question is, you know, if you can have Junior Paulo and RCG out there for extended minutes or play a guy who can comfortably do it and get better minutes out of those two guys, surely you roll that way, don't you? Yeah, well, that tends to be the way they've been leaning as well. Like, um, Paulo, was, his minutes seemed to decline a little bit last year. They were more looking for the, the quality intensity. Um, like he was playing a lot of 40... 43, 45-minute type games for a while there. And mm. um, if they're in front as well, they obviously haven't shown uh, – they've shown uh, desire to rest those guys as well. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh, with the origin period and the, the they've got a buy schedule where they're going to get rests. Uh, Hopgood's obviously not in origin contention at the moment. Hopefully he's a Queenslander. We'll have to find out. He is out. a Queenslander. He is. Is he? Oh, of course he is. Of course he is. Yeah. makes me so moist. Love that. <laughs> Love that for us. All right, uh, next one on the list here, Valence, Tafare. Uh, obviously, people, how was that pronunciation, Rob? Was that good? Perfect. Yep, no, couldn't, oh, no, no notes, no notes. Love it. Uh, yeah. Obviously, he is not in the first grade top 17 to start with, so at 27% almost, he's going to be a dud, boys. Yes. Yeah, I think put him in your black book. Um, yeah. He's going to be hopefully good at some point in this season. Maybe, maybe not this. Maybe it could be next year, but at some point, I think he's going to be a good NRL player. He's just very fresh. He's very green, but he's massive and he runs. He's going to hit hit a gap pretty well. Um, yeah. But it's just, it's just, he, he just needs his chance. I think. 
Yeah, he's got to have to wait for an injury or some bad play, which, you know, between testing you and you and that's entirely possible that that happens. But for now, he's a, he's a dud. So, uh, yeah, dro- drop him out. Uh, obviously, the next guy here is an awkward one because he's absolutely a stud, but not somebody that we'd recommend starting with. That's Nico Hines, 26.2%, 984K, most expensive player in the game. Obviously, massive breakout season last year. Uh, and st- absolutely somebody you want in your team round 14 onwards, I'd say, Ryan, but but maybe not somebody for round one. Yeah, I think we sort of laid this out with the Cleary uh, argument before. He's a guy I'll definitely be targeting in round 14 once he's got two buys out of the way um, and he'll be free for fantasy head-to-head finals. Um, look, I, I certainly wouldn't talk anyone out of starting with him because he's obviously going to be a keeper. I just don't really see a whole lot of value there. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's... He's, it's I think people starting with Hines, it's a little bit of like the personal preference because um, at the end of the day, like fantasy is about fun to some extent. You want to watch some of your favorite players. I mean, if Hines is your favorite player, you want to slap the C on him. Look, you know, go nuts. Um, not for me though. I'm, I'm pretty happy with Cleary and I'm sure, Mark, you're pretty happy with Murray. Yeah. I mean, I have wavered. I've strayed at times. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I've never strayed to, to Nico. So, Rob, are you, you the same? Oh, no. Irregular Rob. He's been washed away. (laughs) The flood's got him. Damn. Mm. Okay. Well, we'll just have to soldier on. I don't know what's happened here. And uh, we'll move into the next guy here. So I guess technically, Ryan, we probably need to put a dud label on on Nico as well as our next guy, James Tedesco. Yeah. uh, He's really popular. Um, And I'm not too sure why. Uh, I'll I'll give you a, a hint. It's... A two-word answer, and <laughs> the first word starts with a T, uh-huh. and the second word starts with an L. Right. Okay. So, um, yeah. Look, we've spoken about Tedesco before. He typically is always a slow starter to begin the year, um, and look, I, 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 to my detriment, I said this about uh, Tedesco last year, the, the Roosters, quote-unquote, tough schedule, only for him to really kick on, but... Um, yeah, to begin the year, they do have a little bit of an awkward schedule. They, they've got the Rabbitohs in round three into a bye, into Para, into Melbourne on the road in Melbourne, into Cronulla um, in Cronulla. Um, so, look, that's a five-week stretch where it, it's not the best. And then it's only a couple of weeks after that he's going into Origin Camp. Um, yeah, I, I just don't see a whole lot of value here to start the year. Like, I'm sure he'll be okay. Uh, like, he is James Tedesco. He is one of the best fullbacks in the game if not the best but yeah i don't know i i just think this money can be better spent elsewhere um considering like he's basically the same price as tarpany um and it's not that far off haas like what can you do mm. with that money well that's the thing and i mean you know i think there's a little bit of fomo floating around mm. um there's a little bit of oh everyone's everyone keeps talking about how bad the dolphins are going to be uh but i, I really don't think that's going to be the case and then you know the Warriors round two daytime footy um, I mean, could be could be anything, but the Roosters are the Roosters as a team are start slow starters. But then after that, yeah. as you point out, it's uh, it's sort of tough sledding. So I, mm. I, I wouldn't be rushing out to to stuff him into my team. I'll be looking for him in about round seven, eight, nine, somewhere in there. I'm hoping, uh, yeah. but I'm okay with round sixteen, seventeen. 
you know, in that range. It, it, there's always a good time of the year, Ryan, to buy James Tedesco. It's, uh, you know, it's death taxes and James Tedesco being cheap at some point in the year. Yeah, no, people like to, you know, they're, they're talking about the, the Dolphins matchup in last year, but then conveniently forget they lost to the Knights in round one last year and Tedesco wasn't very good. The Knights finished 14th. Yeah. Um, I think yeah. they I think they lost to the Tigers as well uh, in 2020 or something like that. Or maybe it was, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, uh, yeah usually uh, to begin the year, they're a little bit slow starters. Yeah, it's definitely not a free kick that he's even going to score a 50, let alone, you know, need to spend the same money you can buy a Haas or a Tarpany. And, uh, yeah, that's, that, you know, that seems pretty, seems like a pretty silly spend way to spend almost 800K for mine. Uh, particularly when you can get this next guy on the list here for about half the price or just over half the price, Lockie Miller. He's formally signed up at the Knights, been training, uh, looks to be in the mould of Tedesco in terms of the style of fullback. Is that a fair assessment? Yeah, oh, definitely. He's a tackle-breaking fullback. Um, he, he's been doing that in reserve grade too. But I, And I think... Uh, one of the most impressive things for Miller for mine is he's got a very solid base, which gives me hope that he's even in a in a night side that you know we're expecting to be down the bottom end of uh, the seventeen. That though the Knights do have a very good early draw as well, so I, I think that plays in his favour, especially for a guy I'm not expecting to be a keeper. We're just looking uh, for ten points of value out of him. He starts with the Warriors into the Tigers, Dolphins, Raiders, Manly, Warriors again. It's not until round seven they actually start to play some of the better teams from last year. So he's got six rounds there to really make his money um, and hit the ground running. So, yeah, I, I do like the prospects of Miller and that base of his really gives me hope as well. Yeah, and, I mean, even by the time he does hit one of those tough matchups, as we're sort of saying, you know, the break even could be, you know, two, three, four points at that point and it doesn't matter. You know, mm-hmm. he's just finishing off the price rises at that point. So, yeah, and a big fan of Lucky Miller. I'm going to give this one a, tra- a test because we have had Rob pop back in, but I don't know if he's there. Oh, no. no, it doesn't seem like he is. All right, moving on to the next guy here, Josh Schuster, still up at 23.85%. Seems to be, for mine, a dud. We've had a look at Schuster. He had a couple of games where he scored really well in the halves during PVL ball where he's just passing the ball to Turbo, but outside of that, not a lot of exciting stuff happening in the halves here. And, Ryan, I don't know if there's any amount of puff pieces about how he's lost weight and he's really focused and training well. Uh, I don't know if there's any amount of those that I could hear that would make me want to jump on Schuster for round one. Are you in the same boat as that? Yeah, absolutely. I, I was um, talking to someone today about Jack Bird, about whether Jack Bird would be a buy. And I think Bird and Schuster are two very similar um, – in, they're in two very similar positions in that – they're second rowers or they've been playing second row, um, so they're moving to the halves. They're going to lose uh, a lot of that tackling and those run meters that they would pick up more of in um, in the second row. And then they both also play alongside two very dominant kickers. So Schuster is going to be very attacking stat reliant in a team where he's going to be the third option um, in attack as well. So, yeah, I don't know. Um, my One of my ball calls, I think um, Cooper Johns will be playing 5-8 before Origin. Wow. Okay, yeah. that is that is a big call. Uh, I mean, just looking at Schuster, the big thing, there's you know, there's not a huge amount of base there. You know, we're probably looking at 15 to 20 tackles a week and 80 to 100 metres, uh, which is, you know, 25. But then he only gets another, like, 
two to three points in kick meters. So, you know, he's 27, 28 points a week in base. So he really needs to get sort of 25 points a week in attack to negate the negatives and, and make him a buy there. And I, I just really don't see that. So I'm happy, very comfortable labeling him as a dud. Uh, unlike the next player, Tyrell Sloan here, doesn't play round one, but looks to be locked into the fullback jersey for the Dragons for round one. Uh, he seems like an obvious play. The only real question for me with Sloan is whether he's somebody that you could look at as a potential option to actually make a starting wing fullback if you wanted to spend money elsewhere, which is currently how I've got my team structured. Big risky play, I know. Uh Ryan, is that something that you would have an open mind to or you? there's no way you'd feel comfortable running Sloan out as one of your main three-wing fullbacks? Yeah, that's not something I would very, I'd feel very confident, confident about at all. Um, last time we spoke about Sloan, I said I thought he would be a very good loop option. So, like, that's probably how I'll deploy him, given that we're always going to have someone on a buy for the most part. Um, I think he'll be a very good loop option just because of his scoring range. Like his scoring range is anywhere from zero to 80 um, in a given week because, uh, you know, like his base can be non-existent some weeks. And it, it, we've seen in the past, like even when he scores a try, it's not a guarantee he's going to score double digits. Um, luckily, the, the Dragons have, what, the Titans in their first game of the year at, at home in Sydney. So, yeah, may, maybe, but... I'm, I'm pretty comfortable with him in my emergencies. I'm not going to lie. A regular Rob's back, back in action. We're ta- hey. we've, ta- we've taken this short uh, short break to tell you. Thank the sponsors. It. Thank the sponsors. Uh, actually, while, while we're here, I had actually got this really cool, uh, we got this DM the other day from this page on Instagram. Uh, he commented on the Facebook group. Um, I think I'm getting a, 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 Championship ring sent out to me, Ryan. Ooh, nice. Yeah. I mean, you got, you've got to win a championship, though, to get one, don't you? Yeah. They just so give me out think, anyone. Just give it straight yeah. to Ryan, eh? <laughs> yeah. I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to make that the prize for the overall winner for this year. Oh, nice. Yeah. They're pretty cool. It looks awesome. Uh, Tiffany doesn't think it looks awesome. But uh, <laughs> I had a, uh, I had a, a dish from a... <laughs> comp I won a couple of years ago. It's like a silver plate, and like I like had to scratch my name into it with a screwdriver. Um, and I had that mounted on the wall for a year before I had to give it up. So I think a, a championship ring was much better than that. So straight to the pool room, eh? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. <clears throat> but uh, boys, uh, straight to the dud pile here. Isaiah Katoa. Uh, mm. He is the backup halfback for the Redcliffe Dolphins and is in 22% of teams for some reason. So uh, obviously we're going to take him out of our team and put him back in once he's playing first grade. Happy with that? Yep. Love it. All right, dud for him. Uh, Stud for the next guy, we think. Luke Garner, uh, 478K edge in 21.1% of teams. Boys, I have strayed on Luke Garner. Um I thought about other players when I should have been thinking about Luke Garner. Um, you know, I, I've had him in my team all off season, and you know the relationships is getting a little bit stale. You know, I'm looking around for better options. I'm looking at his previous last four years at back row. 
Uh, when he plays at least 60 minutes, he averages 52, 46, 42, and then 46. But it's just not filling me with excitement, and I'm just really concerned that, you know, he's got all but one of those seasons he's above a 35% try scoring rate, and I just wonder if he goes to, like, a regular edge back rower try scoring rate and gets like 25%, he could throw us up a 42 season, which is, you know, it's about, it's still 10-ish points of value, but it's not really what you're buying here. Uh, Ryan, can you talk me off the ledge? Well, I guess the the hope, even if he was to return to, like have a see some regression in his try scoring rate, is that you would hope that moving to a better team in the Panthers, moving from the Tigers to the Panthers, that he would have more opportunity for run needers and potentially lower his missed tackles. Like we saw, um, you know, we saw Kurt Capewell, for example, really shoot up. Uh, admittedly, some of that was during the PVL year, but even in 2020, um, like he really improved at the Panthers compared to what we've seen prior at the Cronulla and now at the Broncos. Um, so like that gives me a little bit of hope as well. Playing on that, uh, we assume left edge. I, I, I guess the uh, job's between him and Hosking, given that there's a bit of a shootout um, this week. Uh, but, yeah, look, I, I just think priced at 33, I don't think a low 40s average is... Um, I, I, personally, I think that's the floor playing in the Penrith Panthers, um, and, and he's got that upside to maintain that try-scoring rate in such a good team. Yeah. I mean, the other area of concern is whether he just plays like 65 minutes. Mm, for sure, yeah. Because, uh, I mean, he's not... You know, he's not like even demanded an 80-minute role for the Tigers. Uh, and and I just, there's so many, there's just, I've got something sitting in my stomach that tells me one of Ghana, Katoa, and Brandon Smith is going to be a dud, and I don't know which one it is. <laughs> yeah, I think looking back at previous seasons, there's always, your mid-rangers, you're never going to hit on all of them, are you? Like No. And it's it's tough, like, because he seems like a, he's got a great, um, team upgrade um say what you like about luai but cleary is is a gun um so if you've got him passing you the ball is it is an upgrade based on you know from the tigers so you've got to think that he's going to score the same amount of tries i just i just think he is I, the what about the penrith team apart from corusau leaving kikau leaving perhaps but makes you think their attack is going to be any worse this year because i don't i don't think it's going to regress that much no, I'm sure it'll go back a little bit with Coruscant leaving, but I think they're going to be a, a they're comfortably a top four team still. Mm-hmm. My confidence is has nothing to do with the quality of the Panthers and everything to do with my lack of faith in Luke Garner, mm-hmm. the player. No. So the the man who struggled to beat out like Chris McQueen for an edge back row spot. So I just yeah, it really just you know I'm not liking it. He's still in my team at the moment. But you know, I just need one sharp push, and he'd be out straight away. So, yeah, if I if we get one more good player in that range, uh, I just wonder, like, at at, at what point are we going to get Maverick Geyer? Is the next one as well? Because I mean, he looks like an absolute superstar, and he's an edge back rower. Scott Sorensen's hanging around. It's not it's not just the two those two. So yeah, I don't know, don't know, don't know. Uh, I think he's a stud for now, but you know, I'm not happy about it. <laughs> uh, I feel lodged much objection. more. Yeah, yeah. Obje- lodged objection. Yep. Uh, the yep. next guy, I feel very much strongly in my convictions, uh, and that's Pat Carrigan at twenty point seven percent. Big stamp on the dud here, boys. 
Does anyone have a strong feeling in the positive for Carrigan? I can't. I honestly, I cannot make a case positively for him. Short of you know coming to some you know second year ACL thing, but he just had a career best year. He was incredible off his off even off one year off the ACL, right? Like, yeah. I don't know. I think yeah, I, I'm happy for you to uh, run it straight from the fences on this one because you've got <laughs> a lot of things to say about Carrigan. But I think it's it's just it's. He's done the best with Haas playing less minutes, I think. Um, and Haas is going to be a gun this year. They're going to, yeah, he's just going to take, he just, there's just not enough upside for me on Kerrigan. It's an, it's an attractive price, so it's 7.16, but mm. there's just better options and there's safer options, frankly, um, for not that much more money. So don't do yeah, it to yourself. I mean, I mean the, the path to success for Kerrigan is the Murray path where you know cam murray 2018 ppm 0.89 2019 ppm 0.96 and then 2020 was back to 8.86 then 2020 and 21 he's up to 0.9697 again so i think that 9697 is is what we can expect out of murray but you know that's the path for carrigan he needs to make that leap in his actual you know his output, his PPM, but he's just not, he's not as dynamic as Murray. And I just don't see it. You know, like it's, you know, he's a 0.85 PPM guy. That's his, that's his bag. And I mean, he's going to play 60 minutes. So, you know, I don't know what that works out to be, but it's sure as shit not 60. Um, you know, it's 51. <laughs> yeah. He's, 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 that's where yeah. he's priced. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like there is no, there's no logical way that you can do any sort of numbers from Carrigan and come up with anything over 55. It's just forgetting that Haas exists, right? That's the mental arithmetic you have to get around. Yeah. Haas doesn't exist. And, you know, the Broncos are going to, or he does, and the Broncos are going to play two forwards for 70 minutes, which is not, it's, it does, it's not a thing. So yeah, Mm. he's a dud. He's, he is, for mine, comfortably the biggest, you know, misleading, you know, trap that's out there in the, you know, in the, in the today after all the two or the other two are injured now. So, you know, it's, it's him running around, you know, at, at like, you know, he, he could rip out at 48 and wouldn't shock me at all this year. So mm. yeah, it's just, no, you just get Jack DeBellin if you want somebody that's going to get 51. We'll just get um, Frizzell. Yeah. Well, no, Frizzell will get 53, 54. It, well, yeah, but that's the thing, right? And he's cheaper, though. So yeah. it's, yeah, it just, it's a, it's an attractive proposition, but it's, it's forgetting, yeah, it's forgetting that Haas exists. And it's, it's just, he needs to do too much. And he already had this career year. Again, look at the, mm. look at the um, inner Alphysio player profiles on Kerrigan. He's a case study for, you know, one of the best seasons coming back from an ACL he's ever seen. And how is he going to improve on that? Yeah. No, nah, mm. I don't know, boys. Don't know. Don't know. Don't get it. Anyway, big dud for Carrigan. How's that? How's that for a headline? Dud of the Carrigan year, would you say? Dud. dud of the year. Oh, I think there's no. some bigger duds. I think there's some bigger <laughs> duds we get to. Yeah. Oh, no, mate. There's one in about three tight, three players cool. down. So. Oh, I can see him. I can see him yeah, smiling at me. He's smiling yeah. at you with his broken cheek. Uh, to, oh, there's a teaser. Uh, Tamaro Martin, 
Next one off the list here, 313K, dual wing fullback half, 60, oh, sorry, 20.6%. Uh, Ryan, Tamara Martin looked uh, strong in, you know, he, he didn't do anything amazing outside of his try assist, but it, that's all he really needs to do for the Warriors is, you know, 15 to 20 tackles, 50 to 60 metres and, and you know, 80 to 100 kick metres and he's got his 10 points of value there. Uh, what, what are your thoughts here around Tamara Martin? Yeah, he's one of these ones that he's not in my team currently. I, I, again, he goes back to some of these other guys we've spoken about, like uh, Josh Schuster, different player, different mould, but and, uh, maybe more like an Ezra Mam in that um, he's going to be a little bit more reliant on attacking stats. He's not going to have a very strong base with uh, Sean Johnson there doing most of the in-play kicking and the goal kicking. Um, yeah, But again, he's at that price point where you don't need a whole lot, sort of like Ezra Mam last year. Um yeah, I'd, yeah, I just don't feel too confident having him in my scoring 17. Uh, I think it's probably between him and Chance. Like I'm only going to take one of them. Right now it's Chance. But, yeah, if I needed that 60K, I'd, I'd definitely consider switching the two. Yeah, I've definitely done the Chance plus Cotter or Tarpany plus Tamari Martin a lot this preseason. Mm. Uh, sort of been doing that that juggling act. He's one. He's 100%. He's on my short list. I think he's a great buy if he fits the team and the, the financial, you know, the structure of how you're lining everything up. Uh, so, yeah, definitely I, I like him. I think his biggest problem is, you know, if the Warriors lose five out of their first six games and they give uh, Metcalf a crack, he's probably the first one to drop out. So Yeah, I was uh, thinking maybe Metcalf could go to fullback and – chance could go to center as well but um it's yeah it is one of those ones where the warriors do have this nightmarish schedule and i don't think you want to be too heavily invested in their first nine oh games God. 10 games yeah i just looked at their first 12 rounds oh, that is yeah, yeah yeah it's conceivable we could be two and nine at the at the or, at the first buy so zero, or zero and 11 yeah, I mean, we play the Knights twice, so I'm thinking we win one of those. <laughs> uh, we might split one with the Bulldogs, but unlikely. Um, but the others are just, a, it's a nightmare. So I think, yeah, pick, pick one, I think, has, has kind of been my advice to people, you know, and I think they'll, they're both around about 10 points of value, probably. Um, yeah. But having both is just is, is a bit of a frightening proposition to me. Yeah. One thing with Tamari Martin as well is that because we've got some more wing fullbacks that have opened up that are actually fullbacks, um, I feel like maybe just go with them instead, um, like Perham and even Smith Shields. Um, the floor is probably lower with those guys, but the ceiling's higher. Like Tamari Martin's not got a massive ceiling at all. So, um, yeah, that's, I think, I'm kind of similar to you, Ryan. I think I'm going to pick one of Chance and Tamari Martin. I'm just trying to figure out exactly what I do. What have they done to piss off the NRL? Like, who scheduled them to play 5.30 in Townsville in the middle of March? <laughs> thing I, the, thing I'm, the mo- thing I'm the most angry about is our first home game is not even at Mount Smart. It's in Wellington because Harry Styles is playing at Mount Smart. <laughs> Mate, Harry... <I'm> furious. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't Harry Styles playing center? He's playing center, yeah. <laughs> He'd do a better job. He'd be an upgrade on Billy Army Vilea. 
What about Braden Viliami though? Viliami. Uh, he, he, mate, he looked like he looked like if I hadn't seen about seven years of of him, I would have thought he was a jet. It's a weird one, isn't it? Like no one's, everyone just forgot about him. You know, he was just a, a classic red dot sitting in your twenty-one. Yeah, <laughs> people I would I, never see him again. Mate, I cannot fathom a world where an edge of Tamare Martin, Braden Williami, and Marcelo Montoya is filling anyone with confidence. No. Yeah, no matter how many times the irons Charlie stains out the back, the backup <laughs> full, the backup fullback for the. Wooden, former wooden spooners. No matter how many times he does that, I, I can't feel confident. I actually don't have any worries in my team at the moment. Yeah, nice. Ooh. Yeah, it's a, honestly, it's a, honestly, it's a, it's a, it's an easy p- place to get to. Looking at that, um, yeah, you need someone that, and and probably look, look, either of them can do it, but it's not exciting, right? It's not um, filling you with confidence. No, nah. no, nah. my my back three is currently Perham, Will Warbrick, and Tyrell Sloan. Brooks, the other one I was thinking of. Yeah. <laughs> so that's really it's cheapest, cheapest chips. I, only chips. because uh, I got Smith Shield sitting in my emergency because him and Thompson, neither of them have the jewels yet. He um, will get the jewel right. Yeah, which is but handy. One, one of them will move into this. Like they'll both be in the starters, and Warbrick will be in my emergencies. I think. But uh, uh, guys, speaking of someone in a bad team that scores poorly and and has moved out of my team, Tommy Talau's another one. Uh, he, you could tell that he hadn't played football in 17 months. Um, not that the commentators mentioned it at all through that trial game, but <laughs> unbearable. <laughs> 250k center wing fullback jewel. Uh, certainly don't have a problem with anybody picking him up, but uh, given the Smith Shields, Thompson, Warbrick, Alamotti, I think he's a comfortable one that you can just sort of ditch and say, well, you know. Ideally, what you want to do is have Smith Shields ride him up to high 300s, 400K, and then hopefully Tommy Talao starts a bit slow, warming up. You know, he's still 300K. Cash that 150K out and then 400K out and then get Talao once he's got a chance to build some momentum. Something like that might be a, a way to go. Yeah, we've spoken about him a lot, I think, in the off-season because he was really the only – we thought he was going to be, you know, in everyone's emergencies. Um, but we've we've been gifted some other options, so we probably don't have to go with him. But do we think it's going to be Naden, Ortelau, and Stafford Toa in the centres? Uh, well, there's there's lots of options because they've got Kapoa, they've got Junior Tupo. Got yeah, Kapoa was bad and Talau was bad. They're all um, bad. Every single Tigers player, aside from Stefano, was bad. They do you think they have the worst back five in the comp? Um, g- given that we just spoke about Willie Army and <laughs> and Billy Army and no, nah, because chances fine and Dallin Watini's Lesniak. Yeah, I've got nothing good to say about Watini's Lesniak. <laughs> yeah. That's okay. Cool. All right. Warriors aside. Warriors aside. Proper NRL teams. <laughs> Only Australian rugby league teams. Yeah. Uh, Manly, yeah. Manly when Turbo's injured is pretty bad. Oh, Tuapalotu is bad, eh? Ruben Garrick's all right and Cooler's all right and Jason Saab, mate. No, they're a top. Tuapalotu is bad. Oh, is he? I think so. Okay. I think so. Yeah. All right. Okay. I'm not going to argue. I mean, the I current, the current <laughs> Melbourne back five is... Uh... Yeah, not great. And Jack yeah. Howard still doesn't get a run. 
I think he's hurt. I think he's hurt. I, I had a little dig in this today, but we digress. Like, yeah. look, get Warbrick. No, I'm sure no, he'll be fine. I can see him on the screen now, so it's okay to talk about it. Um. <laughs> oh, he's in there. He's still in there. Yeah. Okay. This so is the crazy thing, off. right? There's always there's always these people that you had no hope of being yeah. in the team, and then they almost are, but then they still aren't. Yeah. Jaden Burrell is still he's in, the, he's in the Studs and Duds episode, I think, just. Or maybe maybe he's slid out finally. Um, so, yeah, Tommy Talao, we're going to put him in the dud probably category, assuming that TLT goes away. We think it's going to go. Joseph Manu. Uh, when earlier when I spoke about the biggest trap of the preseason, I was taught I, and I said, Pat Carrigan, this is the only other guy. This And he's probably worse. He's way worse, actually, because he's way overpriced, like five points over at least. Uh, Manu's going to be like, at, at some point this season, Katoni Staggs is going to be worth more than Joseph Manu. How's that? I think there'll be a point where Manu fills the you know spine positions and gets oh, yeah. and, and, and but, but he too. might he might make his price back. Um, but it, yeah, you're right. I think Katoni could be higher than him um, for yeah. sure. He's got mate, so I'm much gonna... to lose. He's at the top of his the top of his price. Mate, I'm going to be so. Deep inside Joseph Manu in round fourteen, it's not. Funny. Oh, it's going to be so nice when he's playing in the halves or fullback. Yeah, at fullback, but right now, no, no, thank you. So, yeah, no, no, no he's a big trap. He's in eighteen percent of teams. That is eighteen percent too many. Get him out. There's, there's actually, there's no need for further discussion. But Ryan, I'll let you have a say as well because I'm sure you agree with me. Yeah, no, definitely. I'm, I'm working on a, uh, a top five biggest traps uh, TikTok, and I've, I've got to try and get this concise. But um, yeah, no, look, priced to 51. He averaged 46 at centre last year, by far his best year at centre. Um, there's a time to buy Manu, like you've spoken on, and it's round 14, or potentially if uh, there's a Teddy or half injury um, early mm. on in the year, then, then maybe we jump in then. But until then, until further notice, round 14 is when you buy Manu, not round one. Yes, strong. Yeah. Love it. Love, love That's it. Good. Love the TikTok. Yeah. Love the, love the um, unboxing as well, by the way. Today I watched that. That was, that was a good you video, mate. Yeah, really. Yeah. I just like the Warriors jersey, mate. I yeah. <laughs> oh, mate. All of, those, all of those jerseys slapped. That North <laughs> Queens. No, no, no. North Queensland one's lovely. The, the Bears one is, is fire. That's oh, so lovely. Mate, there is no Not such thing as a lovely jersey. It's, they're, they're, they're delicious or strong and manly. Can't call yeah, a jersey NRL. lovely. NRL fantasy amateurs on TikTok. Little uh, yeah, follow. Check play. it out. Yeah, yeah. If you want to see Ryan's beautiful face, he's he's finally started. I was actually face. hoping, um, hoping I'd get the the shirtless video of Ryan putting on the shirt, but it, he he jumps he jumps straight to wearing the shirt, which is a shame for the for the viewers. Yeah, you got to subscribe a, for that, mate. That's extra. Yeah, that's the. <laughs> it's on the it's on, if you follow the link tree, you'll find the OnlyFans. <laughs> Uh, boys, we're we're getting dangerously off track here. We need to bring it back with uh, somebody who's not a dud. So unlike Joseph Manu, who's a big dud, we got the next guy who's a stud. It's Isaac Thompson. Uh, he has been named on the sting for the Rabbitohs this weekend, and uh, we're looking to see him to cement his spot. He does also like the Warriors have a particularly not very nice draw, uh, but I mean Tane Milne isn't a world beater. I think, boys, he's going to fall into the uh, things that we learned last year, or I, I learned, not uh, missing out on obvious 
really good players because you're worried about their short-term job security. That's that's going to be my uh, mm-hmm. my thoughts here. Uh, Rob, Isaac Thompson, how in are you? Yeah, I'm in. I'm in. I think it's the he's the best of the 300K guys. And uh, look, I did a lot of, you know, stats on Tane Milne. And I think he's fine, but I just don't see it. I don't I, – I think once um, Thompson – has the spot, which it seems like he does. They just won't look back, um, and Milne will need an injury to get back in. So, no, I'm I'm in. Fire up. It took me a long time to get there because I've, I, again, I was worried about the lo- the short term um, job security because Milne is only missing one round now because of the World Cup games. Um, but look, hopefully that's enough to um, keep him in, and I, I'm sure he will be. Yeah. Now the the Rabbitohs fans on Instagram. Uh, ha- and and the website have have made it explicitly clear that uh, that Thompson's the goer. So he's the future. Yeah. Yeah. If if uh, if it falls over, you can uh, direct your grievances to me. That's and I'll direct I'll direct them on to the Rabbitohs fans. Yeah. So yeah, we'll we'll put them in charge of the Instagram DMs for a day. If if Tane Milne's a winger in round two without injury, and you can just abuse the crap out of them on on Instagram. Uh, Matt Burton, 17.2%. Stud, my boy. He's my man. He's my my guy this year. Love him. Oh, Matt Burton. Oh, mate. We were having a conversation because uh, we're obviously, we're currently going through doing our amateurs uh, final projections that need to go into the um, stats engine for the rugby league fantasy pro. So you can use our projections to do your team picker and analysis and all that sort of stuff, uh, obviously, which is the projections that you would use because we're awesome. Uh, and, you know, Ryan, you raised a concern to me about the fact that I had Matt Burton listed at 61. Um, mm. And I not only shut you down, but told you that he should be 65 plus. Too low. You, you hit him too low. Yeah. I rounded him down for just for the haters. Um, you know, and I had, you know, I just said Nico Hines, mate. No one predicted Nico Hines going 60 plus. The Sharks are good. Nico Hines good. He does everything. And, um, yeah, I think, I think we're going to see a a Nico Hines-esque season from Matt Burton this year. What are your thoughts? Mate, no, no, you, uh, not only did you shut me down, did you also, um, started to convince me. I'm, I'm there with you. He's in. Uh, I've got I've got him in my team right now. Um, oh yes. I don't know, I just I just feel something at, with the dogs. Hey, like I just feel like they've got something brewing. Um, Mate, I've had and, to really restrain myself from trading Robson to Reed Marnie. So I'm I'm with <laughs> well, you. Yeah, don't don't do that. Marnie looked good, but um, we we, yeah. we won't digress down that track. No. But yeah, no, no, no. but the Bulldogs, it's it's mate, it's yeah, they are they they look really they're looking hot. And you know, no kick out, no Burton in the last one, no Hayes Perham. Um, Pangai didn't play in the last one either. Uh, I, I I love him being named at prop. I think there's a lot of good things happening, Ryan. And and you're right. It's it's whew, how how high is too high? Yeah, it's 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 he's one of those guys, much like you, Mark. Is 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 one of my guys this year. I, he's I think the only guy that hasn't left my team. I just once I saw he was priced at a good price and they didn't mess it up like with Dewey's, um, I was all the way in. I just think he's going to have a stellar year. And yeah, look, I think I think 60 is the base. Let's just see where he can go from there. 
My only concern with the dogs really is Kyle Flanagan. Um, I, I just oh mate, grub. They, it's grub. They got grub. Don't worry about yeah, it. And they yeah, got that other I, dude from the Bulldogs. That from the Broncos. I don't have Wakem anymore, which Carl, is nice. Carl, uh, um, whatever they signed that five half a million dollar transfer fee oh, to get right. him from the Broncos. Who was that guy that stole the Bluetooth speakers? Oh, Lockie Lewis. Lockie Lewis. Oh, we don't want him. No, he's a what's he? he he's, I think he's. Is he in the bloody squad for the team that's playing against the Panthers in the World Club Challenge? Who Lockie Saint Lewis? Helens? Really? Is, is he, he on the Panthers? No, no. no, there's yeah, someone, Lewis. Lewis. Maybe I maybe I misread it. I might have misread it. I actually thought Lachlan Lewis was really good. I don't. I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what happened there. Yeah, I don't anyway, see Lewis. move on. Move on. Anyway, boys. Long story short. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I just get. Just get. I'm just, just, read, get. I'm just reading his Wikipedia yeah. page. Just get this is like the last. This is the last entry on 27th of August 2021. Lewis was stood down by the Bulldogs after allegedly trying to sell an eBay on eBay a soundbar provided by NRL by the NRL to teams in lockdown. So <laughs> funny. That's like the worst. <laughs> Imagine how many like hundreds of thousands to millions of dollars he threw away trying to sell a speaker on eBay. Like that is up there with the dumbest things that any person could do. <laughs> and the the funny thing is he hasn't even signed with anyone. Like you're not no. even a, a go in like the Super League or France or something. No, well they don't want to they don't want a, a speaker thief slash, you know, licensed yeah, that, that, plumber running around. That lasts forever, eh? That's <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to. You don't want that on your uh, on your resume. It's not good no culture, way. you know. You can, you know, n- never mind. You know, Adam Fanua Blake, Francis Molo, all these sorts of guys, just running around doing horrendous things. Dylan Walker, no problem. You know, heaven forbid you try to sell a speaker on eBay. Don't don't pedal don't pedal Bluetooth equipment, mate. That's that's where the NRL draws the line. Draws the line at the Bluetooth speakers. You get blacklisted <laughs> from the NRL. Yeah. All right. Rob, we're 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 happy with Matt Burton as a start, and we're moving on, boys. What do you think? Yeah, start of, start of the year, I think, on this list. Start of the year, you heard it first. Jack Howard, two hundred thirty k. Why is he in your team? He's injured. He's not in the seventeen. Even with like nineteen injuries, not in the team. Get rid of him right now. Move along, boys. He's a dud. Speaking of studs, though. We heard heard through the grapevine that Ruben Cotter was ro- mowing his lawn this afternoon, and um, mate, he does it he was, all. He he was doing it shirtless. He knows what's up. He you know he's a good neighbour. He's a you know he's he's looking after the local you know lawn community, and uh, mate, he's he's got to be a stud, doesn't he? Rob, what do you think? Yeah, I, I think so. I, I mean, he's not currently in my team though. I think feel like you need to make the case for him because I think you were talking about before. But I've got no issue with someone starting with him. He's an absolute gun. He's got the best hair in the NRL, um, no matter what Pappenhausen fans say. Um, yeah, look, I think he's got – yeah, he he's just great. He's just an excellent player, and I've got no issues with anyone starting with him. I just don't currently have him in my team due to, you know, squad makeup, et cetera. Um, but, yeah, what do you reckon, Mark? He's not in my team either. Uh, my big concern is the 6.1 points per game in attacking stats it being low. Um, 
So just looking at his 2022 season where he played at least 50 minutes, not including finals games because Ryan's talked me out of including those, uh, 60 minutes for 54 points, uh, which I think is a fair projection. He's priced at about 52, so there's definitely some value there. Um, and, I mean, I, I like it. He's been in my team. He's not in there right now. As I say, I've been doing the, you know, Tarpany shuffle, uh, and I'd love to squeeze him in. If I got – if I if I go from Robson to Reed Marnie, I can get Pangai almost all the way to Ruben, I think. Do you, do you think Pangai will – what do you think Pangai will score? Uh, oh, mate, we're not talking about Pangai. No, I know. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just thinking. Like, do you think he'll score significantly less than Cotter? Mate, we're going to talk about Pangai later in the episode. So no, I know. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just going, going through it for you, mate. Just... We, we can't, we, we can't have all the spoilers. Uh, but I, I think you know, you the answer to the question is not, not 150k worth. I think that's right, isn't it? Yeah. So no, I mean, the 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 big question for me is, I don't know what I'm spending 45k on. Going from Cotter to Tarpity. Oh, that's an interesting one. I think Origin. Yep, mm. and and the ceiling, like not Tarpany, having to trade him at all. There's, yeah, there's no there's no way that Ruben Cotter is a sixty average player just because of his bulk, his build. Like he's too small. Um, yeah, Tarpany's ceiling is a hundred, right? Well, tar- no, but yeah, well, his ceiling's a hundred in any given game in forty five minutes, uh, but. He's also like he's the he is the Andrew Fafita. He's the one point five, like one point zero five ppm, fifty five to sixty minute forward that just is an absolute menace. Um, that's what you're paying that forty five grand for. But you know, I've really had to talk myself down off the ledge of of uh, going Tarpany to Cotter because I didn't see the difference. But he's kind of in a really awkward price point for me. Ryan, where do you where do you sit on him? Because you're, you're being awfully quiet. Oh, well, Cotter's someone I've never had in my team. Um, ever since we did our initial projections, my projection hasn't really changed on him. I've got him as a 60-minute to um, 54 to 55-point player, which is fine. Um, he's a keeper. He's probably someone I'll buy at some point. But, yeah, it's just not someone I'm really looking at starting the year with. And, again, I agree with the awkward price point because he's um, in that range where it's not that – not that much to go up to a guy that's going to be quite a bit better in terms of Tarpany or potentially Reese Robson. Um, and there's also guys that are a little bit cheaper than him you could pivot to as well. So, yeah, I think he's just awkwardly priced. Um, obviously, a Jed, if, if he's a guy you want to get just because you want to watch him, well, geez, I wouldn't talk anyone out of that. He's incredibly fun to watch. Um, mm. But, yeah, not someone I've ever really had in my side. Yeah, love it. 16.6%. He's fine. He's okay. I think he's a stud technically because he's a keeper who has some value. He's a Queenslander. Uh, oh, yeah, mate. Can you imagine? You imagine, like, in two years from now, the Queensland forward pack is like Jeremiah Nanai and David Fafita once he leaves the Titans, and then Jermaine Hopgood, Pat Carrigan, Ruben Cotter. Oh, love it. Very nice. Yeah. Get, who who get, am I missing? Tino. Tino, yeah. I forgot about Tino. That that's all we need. We don't even need anyone else. Tom Gilbert. He, Toby, Gil, Tommy Gilbert's coming off the bench. Coming off the bench for, you know, 50 minutes of quality in the middle. 
And yeah, I love it. I don't even want David Fafita in our origin team. He could piss off. I don't think he deserves he's it. A, he's a pee heart. But I don't even actually, you know what the happiest part of my day is? We're not speaking about him on this episode because he's in the podcast. I'm glad so, the fantasy community has finally figured out that he's overrated. Just, just in time for him to average 65 this year and give us all the finger. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, if he does that, then he'll be a jet for New, um, for Queensland. So, yeah. <laughs> Ryan, I need to ask you a question. And I mm-hmm. do you have David Fafita in your team? Uh, no, I, I actually. No, it's not the. It's not the uh, week before NRL starts, mate. So <laughs> the, the panic hasn't set in just yet. Yeah, I've actually got nobody in my team at the moment because I had to clear it so I could look at the uh, the most owned players. <laughs> oh, right, really? Oh, just go what? to the stats, mate. Go to stats. Yeah, just go to the stats, mate. It, it would only showing me like the top twenty, so I just cleared it to uh, to see the lot. That's all right. Okay, never mind. We'll teach Ryan how to use the website later. All right, boys. Oh my God, Joseph Suwali. Sixteen point four percent. What's going on here? Thank you. Know what's going on? This is, this is some narrative from right here. This is this a is, narrative um, one. You know, this, what 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 have you been calling the? What have you been calling it, Rob? Stuali, I think, is how you no, say his name. Not his name. You, not the way. Psyops. <laughs> oh, the psyops. I don't yeah, know. I think. Up. Look, I think. Obviously, yeah. Obviously, there's some. Uh, <laughs> Some uh, <laughs> subtweeting going on here, um, but obviously um, TK Wait from Talking League has been talking them up a lot, and and a lot of players have been, a lot of people in our fantasy, uh, in our DMs, have been saying Soily is going to be a jet. Um, we don't see it. Yeah, he's he's one of these guys that we've just always been waiting on to uh, become a jet, haven't we? Um, uh, Ever since he came into first grade, like I, I know he's getting older now, and you assume that there's going to be some improvement, but yeah, when's it going to come? No, I um, yeah, I, I yeah, I I just can't get passionate about it, and I mean I get it, I understand all of the things that are being said, but he's already priced at thirty something, so mm. he, he needs to be a keeper, like and you know like we've seen. What he needs to do is do the Valentine Holmes. Yeah. yeah. But he doesn't kick goals. So he doesn't have it's the like, safety net there. And, I mean, we looked at Valentine Holmes last year and his average in the back half of the year was way higher than the front half of the year on the move from fullback slash winger to center. And, I mean, I can see that happening for Suwali. I can see him, you know, coming out of the blocks, averaging like 28 to 32 for the first like 10 rounds. And then through the state of origin period and the back end just absolutely exploding. Yeah. And if I get the eye test right, I'm I'm more than happy to jump on him at the, like later on. But five once we're sure he's a keeper, once we're sure he's a keeper, you know, like because I think the duel will be helpful as well um, yeah. because he won't be playing Origin and like, but I, yeah, you're right. It's the he he does need to be a keeper at this price, and he might be. He might be. We haven't seen him at centre being a keeper before um, and he might do well against the dolphins and, but that doesn't mean that he's a keeper either. I think it's the, like, like I, I just think back to some of the uh, teenage prodigies we've had through the years, like GI, Izzy Folau, Jared Hayne, and all of those guys were jets from the go. Um, 
and Suwali, he's been just, I don't know, he's just been a bit slower in, in the uptick. Like, I, I just, I, I would have liked to have seen something by now that would make me think this guy's got real keeper potential in terms of fans. Feels like he doesn't know his position, his, you know? Like, he wants to be a fullback because of the cash. He's not a fullback. He's like, he's just not, like, we saw him for, was, was it Samoa? Did he play for Samoa or Tonga? Yeah. Samoa, I think. Um, he, was, he was bad. He was fine, but he was, he's not a fullback. Um, now they're trying him in centre because they've got, you know, two actual wingers. I don't know. I think he is a winger. I think he's a winger. They are trying him at centre because they know they can pay him more in a Joseph Manu role because you know what's going to happen in, you know, because he's got a player option after the end of this year. Is he's going to get to a, stay. He's going to get a gigantic, like the biggest bag of money that you have ever seen in your life from the Dolphins. Yeah. Yeah, it's to gonna go be like back or whoever, one, wherever he It's going to be like one point four, one point five million dollars to go and play fullback for the Dolphins, and no amount of Uncle Nick paper bags is going to make up for that. So they're trying to they're trying to keep him with the promise of moving to fullback once Joseph Manu and Tedesco retires when Suali's twenty nine years old and he's got two good years left in his career. Uh, but that that big bag of money from the Dolphins is going to be really hard to resist. Um, and yeah, I guess I, I, I don't know. I'm thinking maybe the comp here is like a Roger Tuivasa Shek, who was sort of like a back in the day was like a mid 30s average winger, and then when he moved to fullback, he became an absolute weapon. Um, but he's not moving to fullback, he's moving to center. No, he's not the yeah, third exactly. choice at fullback, right? Like, mm. yeah, yes. So, and it's, it's, it's almost and... like if Manu was, if Manu was fullback, we'd all, you know, we'd all, well, we wouldn't at this price, but we'd, you know, he'd be a jet. He'd be awesome. He is an incredible fullback. I just haven't seen that from Soeli before. No, he's like a, he feels more to me like Tom Trebojevic than Tedesco, Manu, Latrell. Like mm. he's a, you know, like Tom Turbo came out and he, what did he put up at fullback 32 last year? 33 in six games. Like that's not a small sample size. That's his bag. He's not a passer. He's a running fullback. He's going to have a big ceiling and a low floor. That's at fullback, but at center, he's not a defensive guy. He's a big body, but he's young. You know, he's you know he's going to be you know he's he's got Angus Crichton and Daniel Tupo and Luke Keary running down that edge. He could just be sitting out there. It wouldn't surprise me if he's chunking up seventeens every second week out there. Um, yeah, I, I, just can't, I can't see it at all. It's it's honestly it's it's borderline fantasy advice malpractice to be recommending him. Almost like they're playing two wingers, right? On the is it the left edge, left, left edge, edge, and then Manu's on the right, yeah. Um, and because they are, they're both they're both such similar players, Swale so and Tupo. I just yeah, I don't really understand it from the Dolphins, uh, from the Roosters, uh, uh, other than what you've said, which which is a compelling argument, but yeah. Look, I think if yeah, I think he's I think he's a winger. I think he's a good winger, but I don't think he's an, I don't think he's a a game changer. And yeah. I don't know. We have just not seen enough at centre for me to want to buy him or, or to be able to recommend him in good faith at this price. So, hundred no, percent, Dad, move on. Yeah, <laughs> uh, boys, Harry Grant at sixteen percent. I don't really understand why he's this highly owned. It's just name name value. Yeah, but we got yeah. It pains me not to see Reese Robson on this list at all. Um, when Reese Robson's like eight percent, isn't he? 
Yeah, eight point three. Yeah, no, Harry Grant. I mean, Harry Grant is a stud, but in the context of what we're doing here, I don't really see a huge amount of upside here. Um, you know, there's some question marks around the Melbourne Storm pack, how they're going to work, you know, Munster's carrying an injury. Maybe Harry Grant gets a little bit more upside in terms of being asked to do more. Uh, and, I mean, it's not like he gets origin. Like, I mean, it's not like origin's a pretty big toll on him because he only plays 40 minutes a game. But, um, yeah, he's probably, <clears throat> in the context of this, maybe he's a dud. Ryan, what do you uh- think? I think there's a little bit of value here with Grant just because I think it's important to remember um, he had a game where he played halfback as well where he didn't do too well um, because he's priced at 60. But when you look at his 70-plus minute starts last year at Booker, he averaged 62. So, look, there is a little bit of value here. You could potentially argue that um, maybe he does improve because he had a lot of games. Like at the beginning of the year, right, like you look at his missed tackles, he had like 5-3-3-2. Um, and then, like, they started to really shoot up, and that seemed to coincide when the storm started to fall off uh, a mm. cliff as well. Like, because they were really good at the beginning of the year, and then towards the middle, towards the um, you know middle part in the end, they um, they dropped off. So, uh, I, I guess you could make the argument there. Like, he's going to be a, a sixty keeper. Um, a, maybe it's people who don't want to uh, spend up on a like maybe maybe if you want to run like a Murray Grant, you don't want to spend up on the the Cleary Hines. Like, maybe that's your go, but. Yeah, um, look, I don't hate it. I just, I'd rather get Robson. Yeah, I wonder if you believed that much in Grant, whether you would just take him as the as the as the Murray and just run him as your captain. Yeah, potentially. Yeah, um, a, a Harry Grant, Payne Haas, that'd be fine. Yeah, yeah, I've got, I've got no issue with someone getting Harry Grant. It's a, it's a very, it's kind of like Robson, right? Like, not sorry, not Robson Cotter. If if you like him, if you like watching him every week, we all loved having him in our teams last week, last year, right? Um, he's so good to watch. He's such a good player. Um, oh, mate, Harry Grant was the only thing that got me through my ACL injury. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's he's a jet, um, yeah. but it's it's just that the price is just it's a lot. It's a lot for a hooker, and I think you can get the same from Robson. Yeah, no, agree. Agree, or maybe not exactly the same, but close enough. Not exactly the same, but he doesn't. Robson doesn't play Origin, um, and yeah, he's probably it's Harry close Green, enough, and it's a lot less money. Harry Green's probably in the same basket as Ruben Cotter. Like, there's a little bit of value, maybe, but like maybe you can do a bit better with the money. Is that? Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Yep. 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 Now, speaking of this, this guy could be the best thing you can do with your money. I think. Tanner Boyd, 15.3%, 479K jewel, hooker half. If you want to run a Tanner Boyd, Brandon Smith, hooker combo and, and spend money elsewhere, we're, I think we're on board with that as a potential strategy. It doesn't, it's not the strongly recommended strategy, but it's it's fine. Uh, but I mean, he I've got him penciled in for 45 to 50 points a week, goal kicker, you know, David Feeder, Feeder slash. Um, for feeder, you know, feeder. The feeder feeder. Uh, I, I like it. I, I think he's a he's a goer. Ever since we found out he was in the in the in the uh, halfback slot, he hasn't left my team. Um, I think he's nice to look at too. Like he's he's not too good looking in my team, but he's not looking at me with a smug look. He's just like a above average looking photo in there. So you know, I, I think he had than Sexton last year, right? Oh mate, yeah. He just adds a bit of team chemistry to my lineup. Yeah. Uh, I'm really happy with it overall, boys. Tanner Boyd, yeah. is he the the? 
he could, he might actually be the stud of the year, but I mean Burton's the elite stud, but he's the mid-range MVP. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, think his ownership um, is way too low. Yeah, too it's it's the it's a, it's a, it's such an obvious pick, right? Um, do you know he actually has a better goal kicking percentage than Hasim at this point in his career? <laughs> much yeah, much smaller sample size, but um, uh, yeah, get him in. Yeah, love it, love it, Ryan. What were you going to say? No, I was just saying that I think his ownership is way too low. Fifteen, two percent. It's it should be closer to Brandon Smith than than uh, you know Reese Walsh. Yeah, hundred percent. No, love it, love it, sick. Good advice, boys. I love it. Cameron Murray. Speaking of things I love, fourteen point nine percent. That is too low. Get up, rookie numbers. Uh, people are reading reading the articles here, boys. Uh, Cam Murray, nine hundred four k mid. Uh, obviously, great season last year, 63.2 average, despite having a one-point game in there. Woo! Uh, no bias before the round 13 origin break. Uh, absolute weapon, the man, the captain, you know, the good bloke. Uh, we did hear through the grapevine that he's actually not that much of a good bloke on the piss, which is disappointing. Um, but, you know, I, I don't know that for sure. That's just a rumour. So, uh, but I mean, he's been my captain pretty much the entire off season, aside from the the five minutes at a time race straight and Nathan Cleary. But um, boys, Cameron Murray, have you got enough? You know, Ryan, uh, I mean, you've got Cleary. Is there enough money in the cap to get Cleary and Murray, or there's you can't make that work? Oh, look, I, I could make it work if I uh, if I cheaped out some in some other places. Maybe uh, Birdo to Hastings or something, though, eh? And it's oh no, you yeah, couldn't do that. Or... But you could do the you could do the Tamari Martin to Warbrick. Yeah, I, I, but I, I think to get to Murray, I'd have to skip Payne Haas, um, mm. which is certainly an option. But I, I just don't know if I want to do it. Um, look, I, I like Murray. I don't know if I'm going to start with him or not. I, I think he's a buy. Just whether it's just a lot of money to fit in, isn't it? It is, yeah. especially for a guy that's going to be a sell in round thirteen. Like I'm only going to want him for the first three months of the season, and then probably never touch him again. Yeah, no, agree. Yeah, because I mean he's he's unavailable for the head to head final. He's got a couple of weeks off. You know, he's probably not going to get any additional rest because he's got extra buys through the Origin period because his teams, you know, got you know the scheduled buys. Um, mm. The Rabbitohs have actually been, you know, kissed on the proverbial, you know, what um, in terms of their schedule for this year for, I mean, they're probably a really nice little sneaky bet. If their forward depth wasn't so like, you know, they're a, they're a Kim Murray injury away from the wooden spoon almost. Um, but I, I mean, they're, you know, they're, they're an interesting bet for finals in terms of the way that their schedule is. Uh, but, yeah. No, it's, I think he's probably do – you, do you reckon he's the biggest key? Like, if, if that player was missing from that team, it would make the biggest difference to ladder position in the NRL? Yeah, it's, it's up there. I think, I think Cherry. Uh, I think... Cherry's a big one as well for me, mm-hmm. for, for sure. the Manly. Well, you don't say that. You don't think the combination of Josh Schuster and Jack and uh, Cooper Johns could get it, get them to the finals. I like Cooper Johns. I got a lot of time for him, but no, I think that's uh, Murray. Murray is absolutely up there. Um, but I think I think if they lost Cherry, um, they'd be they'd be spooners. 
Yeah, but they were already bad with Cherry last year. So That's true. That's true. Yeah. He is bad. <laughs> Maybe Ben Hunt on the Dragons. He's their, their one last NRL quality player. <laughs> Going from 15th to 17th isn't that much of a drop, bud. No, I know. I know. I know. Yeah. No, so I'm just putting it out there. I know it's not fantasy relevant, boys, but at this point, we're just. We're That's just good spitting. chat. That's good chat. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Great buy. Can you fit him in? I don't know. If you don't get Cleary Hines, he's the third best option unless you want to get. You usually just slap the C on Payne Haas or, you know, and just go. He's the second wild. best option. Yeah. I'd um, have him over Hines. He's he's the best option for overall in my For overall. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I agree. But for head to head, it's Cleary. Yeah. Sonny Luke, 250K, not even anywhere in the 17 for the trial here. Is he injured? Uh, yeah, I my think gut he says is. yes. Yeah, I believe he is. Him and uh, Dylan Edwards, I think. Yeah, I think they said that they would be okay for round one, though. Mm. Okay. All right, can we we check the casualty ward? Because this is pretty important. He's not there. You can't expect the NRL.com to be on top of these things, mate. All right, Rob, can you check the the real casualty ward for me? Yeah. Yeah, so we're going to go and check out the Brian Sini Patreon NRL Physio Casualty Ward, which is the best casualty ward anywhere on the internet for any sport uh so if you're not a member of that patreon go over and sign up for that right now good friend of the show nrl physio um you know not like the nrl fantasy original channel uh not good friends of the show but you know some some sour grapes um (laughs) now but sonny luke if he's named he's going to be a really awkward one because he's going to be named on the bench either way uh and we have, have no idea how many minutes he's going to play there was some mail coming out of uh, Wilson Smith from the Daily Telegraph that he was going to be a big minute hooker off the bench, but I mean, you know, there's there's some options there in terms of you know rolling out Tyrone Peachy. There's Mitch Kenny, who unfortunately we're going to have to speak about. Maybe yes, we're going to have to speak about him shortly. So um, yeah, I mean, yeah, he he he's been in my team at periods through this offseason, not there at the moment. Ryan, um, what would you have to see to put Sonny Luke in your team? Oh, I'd like to see him named <laughs> for starters. Yeah, I mean, yes, that, that's obvious. But give me some more. You know, just just fondle me for a little bit. Tell me what else. Oh dear, um, it, it's a little bit of uh, blind faith leap, isn't it? Because um, yeah, unfortunately, we're not going to see anything from him in in the preseason. So look, you're taking that leap of faith. Um, because like we've spoken about Sonny Luke, and he's this isn't like a young guy that's being rushed in. Like it's important to remember he is twenty six, um, so like he, I'm sure he can handle first grade. Um, yeah, I think it's going to depend on the bench makeup. Like who is on that bench? Can we reasonably expect Kenny to be playing middle minutes? Is um, you know, how many minutes is Luke going to pinch from Kenny? Uh, it's just this whole um, potential injury not being named this week has just really muddied the waters, and I don't know how confident I feel. Yeah, a lot, lot of questions, not a lot of answers. It's not a vibe. No. Yeah, I need to see something pretty miraculous, Rob. How are you traveling there with your research, mate? No, he's not on the. He's not on the. Um... Oh, here it goes. From Peter Lang. It's not from. He's not on the. Um, the inner off. Fantasy uh, physio, um, but from Peter Lang, it says 
Uh, I checked in with the club and all four Panthers who were left out of the team against St. Helens. Edwards, Sorensen, Luke, and Martin will all be back for round one. No major injuries. That's the that's the tweet that I saw. Um, so, It seems interesting that they decided to mention Luke in that breath if he was somebody who wasn't just like an obvious person that was going to be named. Hmm. Well, yeah. I mean, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't expect Jack Cogger to, uh, to be the utility, would you? No, that's a good point. Okay. Yep. All right. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. All right. Maybe we just like lob a, uh, you know, watch and see on him round one, two, three, because he's got the buy in three. And then if he, you know, he has a significant role in rounds one and two, then maybe we look at, you know, cashing a underperforming cow across to Luke in round four if he's looking like he's doing the right thing. Is that is that sage advice? I think so. I think, so, I think yeah. he needs the, I think we'll see the minute make up with Kenny and, um, yeah, if the talk if the talk that Kenny's going to play the middle minutes and and not many at hooker, um, Sonny Luke's PPM is not going to be great. But it's if he's playing, you know, fifty five, sixty minutes, he's not going to have to do a whole lot to make ten points. So oh, I think you'll be able to get him. That. I think you'll be able to get him at three hundred or you know whatever early three hundreds um, yeah. after the buy. Yeah, a little bit of Billy Walters last year, even forty five to fifty minutes off the bench will do. I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Boys, Elias Akatoa, 14.8%. The future, Isaiah Papali'i, uh, another one of my preseason love interests, <laughs> to use the to use the terms. I, I started trying to pull out of it, and I just went with it by the end of that. Um, he looks so athletic and thin. Uh, Rob, what are you oh, doing to these edge back rowers? Over that that photo are I they... posted in the chat of, just, of him, that's the thinnest I've ever seen him. He's looking so nice. In the, what, in the... what, did you, what do you do to him over there? Do they just like, do they just, is there a, like a customary hungry you go to after every training session or what? I don't, I don't understand. I don't understand what we did with him. He, he always, his first, his rookie season was good, but there is always just this Warriors come back unfit. You know, and and whoever our coach was, was it Brown? Like, Kearney? Like, yeah, Kearney. But I think it was Brown where just like no players got better under Nathan Brown. I just, I don't think there's a single one. Maybe Curran. But like, other than that, it's just, and and then if you're not, you know, motivated to perform, you lose the, you know, your peak physical fitness. Whereas going out for Bellamy, competing for an edge spot, um, mm. it's just going to bring out the best in him. I think he's he's a weapon. He he was pretty green in his first year, like, but it was he was good to watch. Um, and if we can see some of that, I'm very excited about him in the NRL this year. And hopefully, we don't miss him like we did with Papali'i. Yeah, oh mate, I didn't miss him. I just didn't take the leap. <laughs> well, you just didn't take your own advice. I think you told I everyone else to get him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was the worst. I missed out on him for two years. That sucked so bad. Um. Ryan, I think I can just imagine you you reckon Eliasa would have turned up on his first day of Melbourne Storm preseason with like a mega feast from KFC and Craig Bellamy would have just like snatched it off him and given him a shovel and just had him dig a like latrine pit that they that the storm <laughs> would never actually use it. He just they forced him to dig it by hand by hand with a shovel. It's like the uh the movie holes, you just gotta dig holes. It's- <laughs> oh, how good is holes? <laughs> I've never even heard of it. I haven't seen that, but I've never even heard of it. But I just, oh, man, you got to watch it. It's, it's incredible. Yeah. I'm not going to type the word holes into Google. I'm just, I'm scared of what will come up. But <laughs> I just, yeah, I can just see him out there. Like they would have made him like a bricklayer's apprenticeship or something for like the off season. 
and he just would have been out there sweating his bag out and like it would have been you know they would have had a guy on his tail like following him home from training to make sure he didn't pull into the hungry jacks drive-through and yeah he's just looking so good and i could just i can see it coming an absolute mile away the you know uh, second highest scoring edge back rower behind Papali'i this year, Elias Katoa. Oh, Jesus. Is that a hot take? Yeah, it's, it's a real hot, hot take. It's real like, hot so, the, sorry, the second highest below Angus Crichton, did you say? No, behind Elias, but behind, behind Papali'i. Papali. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, between I those two. Top five, top fives in, 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 in my predictions, but I think. I think Bateman's going to be really good as well. I don't know. I don't know your thoughts start, on Bateman. Slow start. Slow start. Yeah. Uh, there's a, there is a potential landmine here. Like we've got Katoa and um, I don't know how to pronounce his name, Liero. 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 Yeah, we need we need differentiation from the storm, I think. Um, like they've both been named on the edge this week. I think Tarek Sims is due back round two. So like you, we've got that looming uh, little landmine that maybe Tarek plays in the back row and one of these guys loses a spot. Maybe Tarek plays lock and Tom Eisenhuth goes back to the bench. I think um, my, I think I'll be starting with both regardless. But I just um, okay. I, I don't I don't want to play the guessing game. Like I'm, I'm just I know there's a chance one of these guys is going to be a dud and I. Yeah, there's going to be a top five edge option. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. Well, no, Liero is definitely not going to be a top five edge option. But, you know, here, okay, here's the rationale. What you do here is you start with Katoa, assuming that, so Sims is a left edge back rower for like 99% of his career, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Liero, if it comes out this weekend, Liero is on the left, Katoa is on the right. You start with Katoa, and then if Katoa loses his job and Liero keeps it, you just trade Katoa to Liero. Mm. And you don't use two spots. Because one way or another, if someone's losing their job, you're taking that two. And, I mean, Liero, Dale did a pretty close look at Liero, and he actually wasn't even excited about him that much at the current price. So, I mean, he's not a big scorer. He might be a little sort of a bit of a slow burn type guy. Um, I just, yeah, I, I... I think Sims, if it was me, I'd put Sims at lock, but I just can't believe that they're going to actually do that. Yeah. They could put Josh King back there as well, right? It's it's pretty grim in mid-options. Yeah. Don't know. I think their their mid-options are worse than their back row options. Yeah, that's probably a good point. No one's talked about Joe Chan yet. I just saw that because he's he's in caps for some reason. On Joe Chan's where? Oh, on there, just on the um, <laughs> he's the only person in the whole NRL.com team list with caps in his last yeah. name for some reason. Yeah. Someone's real it's, it's, it's the only time that anyone in the entire season is going to be excited about Joe Chan is in the preseason. It just wasn't that impressive in the first trial, I, I don't think. Um, but yeah, look, we'll see. At some point, he might be a buy. Some either one point, either him or Jack Howarth might play fifteen minutes off the bench for a game during Origin, maybe <laughs> during Origin in which they have no Origin um, forwards. Yeah, they'll play five eight. <laughs> Warbrick will play fullback. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, love it, love it, sick. All right, boys, we, we're deteriorating fast here. Reese Walsh, speaking of deteriorating fast, he's injured. Might say fourteen point. Fourteen point four percent of teams uh, from making a horrible mistake here. Uh, he's a big trap. Uh, don't be fooled by his dart down the short side try. Whatever he did, 
on the weekend. Um, even if he's available for round one, he is a big trap, big dud. Any any further comments there, boys? Happy to move on to the next one. Yeah, uh, look, on. I just doesn't kick goals. It's just, yeah, it's it's just important to note. Like I think everyone's buying him because they're expecting his attacking stats to go up, moving from the Warriors to the Broncos, which very well could happen. But it's important to note that who he's playing alongside it's Adam Reynolds. Last year, Walsh was averaging about nine points a game in kick meters and goal kicking combined. The majority of that's all gone now. So any attacking stats he makes up is going to be just negating what he's losing in kicking. So yep, big trap. Yeah, love it, love it, love it, guys. Good job, Latrell Mitchell. Next one. Don't know why he's at fourteen point two percent, but he is. Uh, like his uh, compatriot Tedesco, same price, uh, same trap. Uh, early, uh, Rob. If I put a gun to your head and said you had to start with one of those two guys, which one would you pick? I think I'd start with Mitchell. I think I have. I just can't start with Tedesco anymore. I've done it too many times and he's lost me too much cash. Um, but you're right. I think we've talked about the South straw is not particularly easy either, either is it? Um, and Tedesco does have dolphins first. So I don't know. Yep. I don't, I, I think just don't probably just don't start with either of them, but um, look, maybe it is Tedesco. Maybe it is Tedesco this year. Maybe it's, uh, but I don't think either of them have value. So, yeah, well, for me, I think it's easily um, Trell just because he doesn't have that buy in the first um, 13 weeks. So if you want to... That's a very good point. Them, yeah, that's yeah, a good point. Good. He's got no buys to Origin. Yeah. And he's actually not even a walk-up guarantee to be in Origin either. Yeah, I was wondering what the... This is possibly for another podcast, but what the back line would look like for the Blues this year. Would, would you think Burton will make it in the centres? Well, it's, it's one of Burton and Luttrell... Because Burton was pretty good, but they did lose. Yeah, well, you know, that's what New South Wales do. Because <laughs> Freddie just picks teams that he just tries to pick the best players, but doesn't pick them in their right position. No, no he doesn't even do that. How is Jacob Saifidi in your top 17 best players? They got like 90% of the NRL to choose from. How do they consistently stuff it up? Let's, yeah. Man, that's is that, no, I'm not. I'm not going to do that because this podcast is already too long. We'll come no, I know. Back I, know. Time. I, I told you. I, I gave you an out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, um, yeah, but, I, no, but yes. But yes, okay. he'll probably play Origin, or he's likely. I think he's odds on to play Origin. Let's say. I think the correct answer is don't get either of Tedesco or Latrell Mitchell. Ryan, you have to. Yeah. Have yeah. Absolutely. Yep. Let's, let's keep it moving. Love it. All right. Alofiana Khan Pereira. 13.8% wing fullback, left winger. The questionably, you know, maybe the fastest man in the NRL, but maybe not the fastest man at the Titans. I don't really know how that works, but uh, he's 230K as a wing fullback if you need a number 21 uh, and you need someone 230K. Uh, he's the man um, and Alamotti, I guess. Um, uh, he's going to be a slow burn, inconsistent, up and down type dude. Um, you know, I'm not passionately suggesting that you buy or don't buy him. Uh, Ryan, any strong thoughts in either direction on Camperera? No, not really. He was someone I always had in my 21 jersey until um, Justin Olin broke his arm and we got Warbrick in the 17. Um, mm-hmm. Until that point, he'd been in my in my squad, but, yeah, I, I don't feel too confident about him. Um, he's going to be very up and down, like you said. So, yeah, I, I don't have him currently. Yep. No, nah, love it. Rob, anything different from that? No, I didn't watch the game. Well, how did he look in the trial? Yeah. He was yeah. like a rookie winner. Right. 
Like a winger, yeah. Yep. Yeah, you get what you pay for, I think. Yep. Now, boys, speaking of getting what you pay for, Jeremiah oh, and I. Lads. 13.7%. This is my number one trap of the year. This is the biggest so trap. Yeah. All right. Now I'm going to let you wind up on Jeremiah Nanai, Ryan, but just just cool your jets for five seconds. So Jeremiah Nanai signed a contract. He's going to be a cowboy for the next four years. Cowboy for um, life. You know, I don't care about his try scoring regression that you're going to slam me on or any of this sort of stuff, <laughs> Ryan. You know, I love it. Jeremiah Nanai. He's a Queensland state of origin legend. You bet he is. Uh, you know, he's an Auckland mate. So of course he is. Yeah, he's, you know, that's in Queensland, mate. Auckland's in Queensland. <laughs> and, uh, mate, Nanai is just, oh, mate, he just gets me excited. But for fantasy, not so much. And I don't understand why is it 13.7%, but, Ryan, I'll let you take it away. Yeah, mate. Bloody uh, Auckland's just outside Gympie. What are you talking about? Anyway. Yeah. Um... I think him and Tino were neighbours. <laughs> Look, <laughs> Jeremiah Nanai, he's priced at 45. He averaged 45 last year. He scored 17 tries in 21 games. That's almost impossible for a second rower to continue. It reminds me, and a lot of them are off kicks as well. It reminds me of the Gavin Cooper um, year when he was scoring a bloody ton of tries a couple of years ago and broke that record. Um, it, he's just, he's not a keeper. He's not a cash cow. He's not a particularly enticing trap. He's going to very likely play Origin. Um, he, and he loves a missed tackle. I just I don't understand how he's ended up in 14% of teams. Um, I, I've seen quite a few uh, people posting on TikTok with uh, him in their team. And, yeah, I, I just I just don't get it. I think they're just getting fooled by the brand name. Um, he's, a, he's the number one trap of the year, I think. <laughs> what do you think, Rob? No, you're right. It's I got nothing but positive things to say about him, but none of them are fantasy relevant. So, um yeah, look, let's this, let this Queenslander win another, win a, lift another, lift another state of origin for Queensland, and um, oh. hopefully he's not on anyone's team. <laughs> love it. No, uh, there's there's plenty of cowboys that I love, and you know I'd have my fantasy team, and and he's in the first bit, not the second bit. Yeah, round one last year, loved it. Round one this year, not not loved it. I think that's it, isn't it? It's the people um, having, you know, just not not doing any kind of an analysis and, and thinking why he's cost as much as he does and just going, Oh, he was excellent last year. He'll be just as good this year, but yeah. it's just not a very good way to play fantasy. So yeah. When, when you're buying a player, you need to ask yourself what has changed in this player's situation that will make them significantly better than they were last year. Imagine being significantly better than Jeremiah and I was last year. It's not possible. Yeah. So yep. no, not for the style of player that he is. Cleese Haas, 230K edge back roller. Uh, don't really understand why he's 13.3%, but I'm sure that'll change. Cody Nicarima, 13.2%, 250K half. He's going to be the number 14. Both of these guys, clean duds. Move along, boys. Mate, what are you talking about? Haas for 230K? That's a bargain. Yeah. <laughs> what is this, 2019? <laughs> oh, my goodness. How good was that? Yeah, uh, on, on the so Nikorima is going to get the 14, do we think? Yeah. Yeah, yeah he's named that this week. Yeah. And yeah. so do we think he'll spell Marshall King for 10 minutes? Yeah. And I think he'll play a little bit of uh, middle too, I think. I think it's possible. Yep. He did it at yep. Souths under Bennett. So. I think yep. if Cody, if, if Milford gets hurt and Cody gets a go, or. or um, uh, it'd have to be Katoa. 
Oh, it would be Katoa, right? You're right. He, he is just a, a prime 14. Yeah. No. Mm-hmm. Trap. Dud. No boy, no. No. Charles Nickel Cookstar. One of the boys, one of the f- good friends of the show. I'm sure he is. He, oh, we've never had him on the show. We've never talked to him about it, but I'm sure he's a friend of the show. 13.15%. Uh, one of those, he seems to be like a slow and steady wins the race wing fullback option this year. He's been in my team for large portions of the preseason. Not at the moment, as I said earlier, but but uh, did, you know, has been in there for a lot of the time. Ryan, I know you're a, uh, a chance believer. Yeah, he's in my side now, and I think a lot of that's to do with um, the NRL Physio podcast that uh, you and regular Rob put on, um, oh, where the physio was talking about uh, Chance's neck neck injury and you know coming back from that. So yeah, look, I've got uh, I've got positive feeling, positive vibes that Chance can get back to um, his 2019 best. Uh, I'm, I'm hoping, but yeah, <laughs> maybe second guessing that a little bit after looking at that Warriors draw when we're talking about Tamari Martin. Yeah, that's that's really the only detracting factor, but he doesn't seem like he scores that much worse against good teams either. Um, but mind mm. you, that was when he was playing for the Raiders that were also a good team. So question marks there, but outside of that, he seems like a walk-up buy for the wing fullback position. Happy to just comfortably just slot him into the stud category. Yeah. Uh, the next guy, not so sure about, Adam Elliott, named on the bench with Kurt Mann at lock. Uh, I was an Elliot hater before this move, and I think this just sort of puts a nail in that coffin. Uh, 606K mid seems to be an easy, you know, the fantasy gods have taken mercy on all the Elliot buyers at 12.6%, and I expect that ownership to drop significantly if he's named on the bench in round one. Rob, yep. what do you think about that? Yeah, no, I agree. Um, but do we think this is actually how the Knights are going to walk up? Yes. I do. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, um, Kurt Mann yeah, was actually so critical to their uh, ball movement last year. Their attack—they really wanted him at that lock, and he kept getting injured. And they, you know, they ha- kept having to shuffle him around. And they had Phoenix Crossland playing there, you know. And Phoenix Crossland in that lock spot was diabolical last year. It was year. horrible. And they, eh? and they stopped putting halves in lock. No, but they kept persisting mm. with him because they want that player in that role. And yeah. you know, their middle forwards are dreadful. Uh, like, so, you know, the longer they can keep man out there and just run that Saifidi, Saifidi, Elliot prop rotation for like the large majority of the game, Leo Thompson plays his 20 minutes and Crossland spells man. And they just have one of those two guys out there 24 seven. Um, that, that might be it. And, you know, Brody Jones is there to play 20 minutes on the edge for Fitzgibbon. And, you know, I mean, Brody Jones is not great. No, no, but none of them are. The entire no. team's not great. Yeah. Leo Thompson is so boring. But, I mean, he, he seems like an obvious trap here, Elliot. Yeah. yeah. No, like I, I was with you, Mark. I was very much in the Elliot is not a buy camp um, prior to this benching. And just another thing on top of it, like Elliot confirmed today that he had surgery in the offseason and that he, you know, was limited in the preseason as well. So that's likely why he's going to be eased back into this side. So it's just another big red flag. Yeah. I'd like to see him drop down to like a 500, like 490, 500, 510, somewhere in there, and I'll have a look at him if he gets promoted back to the starting team. But until then, he's a, a hard no for me. Valentine Holmes, 12.5%. I feel like we've done the Lord's work here, guys, because, you know, <laughs> he was only 9% when we started talking about him, and he's shot up the ranks. 620K center, probably for mine, 
the most likely number one center option this year at 620K and significantly cheaper than Manu. He's not in my team because of the so many other center options now. Um, but, I mean, he's a gun. If you want a gun center, I think he's the way to go. Ryan, what do you think? Yeah, I agree. If, you want to, if you're going to spend up on a center, I think it's him. Um, I'm with you at the moment. I'm going cheap and I'm very happy with it. But, yeah, if you want to bolster your centers, I think he's your man. Yeah, I mean, you know, listening to the the 2021 winner, Shane, his big thing was not spending money on centers. Uh, and I think we spoke about that when we spoke about Holmes the first time. And, I mean, he, uh, you know, we've been given the the blessing from the fantasy gods of the Jeep centers this year. And I think we need to, we need to listen and take advantage of it. So, Rob, in line with that? Yeah, I, I think I think potentially have a look at Stags as well if you want a, a, a more expensive center. Um, but... Yeah, I, I think don't. I've never ever spent any money on tennis, and I, I don't plan on doing it this season either. So, yeah, sure, surely if you're going to go stags, you just spend like 300k less and just start Alan Motti at that point mm. for eight to ten points. Yeah. yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, that's so right. hard. That's right. Tennis so such a garbage position. Yeah, um, it's the tight end, doesn't it? It is. It is the tight end of the NRL. Uh, <laughs> make it make it um 1.5 PPR and I'll be all in. But oh mate, 1.5 times center scoring that would be awesome. It'd be so good. Eh? I was just thinking about that today. Yeah, that's a weird. Make thing it interesting. About, but, but I love it. I, no, I, love it. I just 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 thinking about how they could make the game just more interesting. Would you go Valentine Holmes captain? I, I him at 1.5 would be really nice. Eh? <laughs> yeah. Um, speaking of guys at 1.5, Joseph Tarpany. He is, you know, he's criminally he low a, as well. He he loves a plus a one plus ppm game, like a two ppm game. Even he's just an absolute monster. Loves an offload. Uh, it seems like they're gonna go with the Gula prop, Tarpany lock, and then bring Horsburgh off the bench in the prop rotation. And I think that just you know means good things for Tarpany. Uh, really, I don't care if he's proper lock. Ryan, do you do you care? You you just you know, wheels up Tarpany or not really? Yeah, if anything, um, this teamless sort of gave me a little bit more faith in him being a, a consistent big minute player versus the uh, sticky um, chop and change, depending on what his horoscope says for the day. Um, yeah, no, look, I think wheels up Tarpany. I don't know if I'm going to start with him. I think I'm still slightly in the Haas camp, but uh, look, I think he's a very good buy for sure. Yeah, love it. Love it, Rob. You agree, don't you? Oh, I'm so all in on Tarpany. I, I think him and Burton are my two favourites this year. I actually have Tarpany and Josh Papali'i in draft as well, which okay. <laughs> is a, an interesting run. Ryan said to me, I get a point every time um, the Raiders hit up the ball. So I'm hoping yeah. that's I'm hoping that's real. I can't Smart. imagine Gula's yeah. going to take a lot of minutes away. Um, no. But I think Tarpany is one of those guys that, just looking at the buy schedule as well, probably one of the better players. He's a Kiwi. He's not playing Origin. Um, you don't have to trade him at all if you you know if you don't want to. Whereas someone like Murray, you do. Um, Haas, do you have to trade Haas? Well, that was part of what we spoke about in the last episode. Oh, did I miss that? You didn't listen to the game theory article. No, I listened to it. I listened to it. You just didn't um, pay attention. But. You just I see how it is. Mate, that's our number one listened episode. It's because you weren't involved. You, you dogged me and Ryan. <laughs> what did I have? A wedding? I don't know. Yes, yeah, like, probably. A, I yeah. just have to say to assume it was a wedding. Yeah. Um, I lost my train. 
the top and eight. Yeah, no, but you're right. He's a he's a really good round thirteen captaincy option. Him and Robinson. Yeah, so good, so good. Yeah, love it. No trades. He's available in two out of the three major buy rounds. He's a he's a wheels up and the head to head finals. You know, wheels up top and eight. And do you think? Well, I guess he's not he's not playing prop anymore. But I think he is one of the best. I think he's top three middles in the NRL, just like playing wise. Just like last year, he was the informed prop of yeah. the NRL. Well, I mean, I mean and... you got you got Jake Trebojevic, number one. <laughs> <laughs> what mate? He's this new South. The new are you talking South about? Are you talking about looks or um looks or uh... yeah? No, yeah. the Jake Trebojevic, mate. Speaking He's of Trevoyevich. <laughs> oh, mate, Ryan, don't ruin my segue. <laughs> that was that was just remarkable. Yeah. Speaking of Trevoyevich. Oh, my God, it's BT as well. I thought it was. <laughs> it's the youngest, younger brother, Ben, who seems to have. The youngest, have... least relevant. No, mate, he's more. He's far more relevant than Jake um, at this point. Uh, he actually looks all right, mate. I want to see him. I want to see him displace Kelma Tuolangi. I'd be so deep inside Ben Trebojevic if he's named round one on the edge. It's not funny. He, he just seems really... like a 14 though, right? You know who he reminded me, reminded me of in that first trial is Sean Lane. Ooh. Don't. Yeah. <laughs> just the, the body type, the the style of play. Loved it. I love Sean Lane. I'm a Sean Lane, you know, pro Sean Lane from way back. We're all pro Sean Lane, but I think we're forgetting that no, no. Carl Lawton's well, got to get back into this team as well. Yeah, I know he definitely needs to be on the edge. He, oh, the fourteen's bad, but you know, Kelma Tuolangi is not an un- immovable object. Uh, uh, look, if there's anything we know, it's that Kelma's a slug, and yeah. going from yeah, going from the Tigers to Manly is not a massive upgrade, is it? So. No, I like it. I really, I think Bur- this is Burbo. He, he's going to come at some point. This is the year of fantasy relevant Ben Trevojevic. Ben Turbo stud. Burbo. But, but that said, at this point, and for the purpose of this podcast, he is a dud. What? Yeah, okay. Yeah, all right. <laughs> cool, thanks. That's all I wanted. That's all I wanted. Yeah, all right, he's a dud. For now, for now, for now. Okay, all right. And also... There's a lot of for now duds that I would love to be studs but yeah joining him in the dud category seems to be sean bloor who Uh, uh, is not preferred to alex safarth at the moment although ryan would you agree with me that the tigers team looks the least like what we're going to see in round one yeah well there's still like we've obviously got bateman to come into this side we've got often gowie to come into this side um yeah i mean of all the teams it's probably the one with the more most changes to come doesn't it yeah. It seems like a lot of smoke and mirrors, right? Like they they only it. sent um, three first graders over to New Zealand to play the Warriors. Like, I feel like they're just keeping their cards really close to their chest for some reason. Um, in in fairness, that's they probably only have three first graders. That, no, that is that is true. But there, <laughs> no, sorry, that's that's a bit rough. Um, I just I cannot get around Brent Naden being the best option they have in the centres here. Uh, but I mean that uh, is a t- conversation for another day. But uh, I mean, Safarth named on the edge—that's really interesting. Uh, Twal named at thirteen. No matter Mua. It's just a weird, weird lineup. Um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like there's some spots up for grabs in this team. 
uh, I, I, yeah, even twelve. Like I kind of, I can't, I really can't get around twelve being a, a starting middle forward in any NRL team in the the modern day and age at the moment. But you know, here we are. Um, Ryan, do we think Sean Bloor is going to get the start week one, or we don't think he's going to get it? I say no. Okay. Well, so have you got Bateman on the edge, and then who have you got at lock? Off for Hungawi. Yeah, I'd assume so. Uh, I think I think that's what I've got as well. I just don't think that's going to happen. I, you can't, it's Malpac. Oh, yeah, you said that you said that Joe got told yeah. that he wasn't going to play lock. Yeah, Benji Marshall told him to his face that he's not a ball playing lock and he's a prop. So I mean, and he's the he's more or less pulling the strings there. So it'll just be interesting. Maybe that's just Joe needs to play big minutes for them to be good. I think no, but last year he did. But they've got no, no, that's true. Bateman, that's true. Bubbly, and Stefano's, like, yeah, if, if, yeah. If you're relying on Joe Off and Gowie for the fortunes of your team, you're in big trouble. And they won the spoon last year. He's not even guaranteed to start Off and Gowie. No, you, you're right. If if um if Bateman's at lock, then Joe O has to be on the bench. Yeah, or either that or Stefano, one of those two. But I mean, you know, hey, hey, that's a team. Jamie's not a couple of spots higher, Stefano. We'll be back there in a second. But yeah, so Bloor, we're going to put him in the dud category for now. Tavita Pangai Jr. is probably one of the most interesting names on this list. I still don't really know exactly how I feel about it. Yeah. Um, look, looking at his prop and lock starts, you know, there's a lot of numbers floating around like, oh, when he plays at least 50 minutes, he scores X. But you know, maybe part of the re- like in the middle, maybe part of the reason is you know it looks good is because he doesn't play that many minutes in the middle that often. Um, you know, just looking at his, but like for even if we look at forty five to fifty nine minutes in the middle, which seems like that's going to be his range of outcomes here. It's a forty nine average across his career in fifty one minutes. Um, if we take out everything pre six agains. Uh, we've got eight games, 50 minutes exactly for 54.3 points, which looks pretty delicious, Ryan. Uh, only two tries in that, yeah. but, I mean, two tries for a prop in games is a lot. Um, there's 2.75 offloads to hand per game plus another almost one to the ground, a turnover tackle every second game, two and a half tackle bust a game. It's it's looking pretty good. I mean, yeah, what, what's it t- I want to take your temperature on this, Ryan. Where are you at? Well, um, at last check, he was in my side. Um, I, <laughs> We're on. I'm ready to get catfished again. I'm ready. Um, no, look, he's someone that I'm really interested in seeing how he goes in the trial this weekend. I mainly just want to see his fitness levels. Uh, is he capable of playing 50 to 55, push 60 if there's a HIA um, in a given week. Because, mm. uh, look, I, I think he needs at least 50 minutes to be a buy. Um, so, look, I just don't want to buy the Pangai last year. That was happened three spells and, um, yeah, just wasn't reliable at all. So, uh, apparently, he's a lot fitter this year. I'm, I'm, I just I just want to see it against Manly. I, I just want him to – oh, sorry, not Manly. Who are they playing this week? I don't even remember. Um, uh, doesn't, really doesn't matter. matter. Does no, I just want to see him this week. The Sharks, the Sharks. Right, the Sharks. Yeah. They're playing Cronulla. Yeah. Belmore, yeah. No, I just want—I just want to see him. Yeah, that's actually a really nice test as well. Mm. Yeah, so I want to see how fit he is, and if he uh, if he passes the eye test, I, I might consider him. Yeah, I mean the twenty and forty-six minutes in round three against Manly last year is not not great. Mm. So we definitely need to see uh, an effort hungry, fit Pengai. You're right. So yeah, I mean this Bulldogs team—if they're looking for some second phase and looking for some 
you know, some attacking spark out of him through the middle. Because, I mean, you know, between him and Max King, they, you know, that's six offloads a game. So, you know, they, they can, we can see some gear here. Karaz was showing some offloads. They were playing a nice, fast, up-tempo game. Um, I mean, the team's built around that style. So, you know, it's going to be really interesting. I, I love him. He's in my team at the moment as well, but not with any sort of zeal or vigor. <laughs> and, um, I mean, the next guy here at 10.8%, Fulo Bulldog, Jake Avarillo. I think that seems to be a relic of earlier in the season. And, and so people just haven't looked at the team since they first made him. Mm-hmm. I assume he's going to find his way out of a lot of those teams come come round one, Rob. Yeah, I think a lot of people had when there was the mail that he was going to be playing fullback um, before Hayes Perham got the nod there. So, um, yeah, look, he's not going to be in a lot of teams. There's better options, um, cheaper. So do that. Yep, love that. Uh, moving along to the fellow Bulldog, Reed Marnie. Three Bulldogs in a row. Uh, Why has Marnie not got a photo? Oh, mate, because he's, you know, there's no one with the shit goatees allowed, so... That's uh, <laughs> he, uh, he, mate, he looked right at home for the Bulldogs, uh, running a little bit at dummy half. He had two tries this early, uh, really sharp. Playing off that forward pack, he, you know, he really should be able to do whatever he wants. Uh, I mean, as we say, Flanagan's not a dominant half, so he's really the, you know, he's the number two man in the spine here with, you know, you know, where you had Gutherson, Moses, and Dylan Brown before us, replaced by Burton, and then, you know, two other blokes who are, are basically the first two guys who are the least, you know, they, they got the lowest job security of anyone else on the team almost. So, I mean, he's, he's a captain. He's, you know, he, oh, mate, oh, get me some read. Ryan, talk me off the ledge, mate. Talk me off the ledge. I need it. I need help because I mean, I'm looking at Reed Marnie's, I mean, last year, his tackle count was way down following his shoulder surgery, which, you know, I'll be shocked by this. Mm. Um, but prior to that, I mean, 59 average in 2021. I mean, I know there's some elevated attacking stats there, but I mean, he's, you know, he had, he was only five points less last year in attacking stats. So, you know, if he gets the base back up, just, you know, bring that base back up, you know, 30 extra kicking meters per game, you know, he's a 52, 53 average. What do you think? No, mate, I'm with you. I I, I do agree that he, he does have that potential. Um, I don't know if it's enough value, though, to be a buy. Uh, look, I'm with you. I, I don't think Flanagan's a particularly good halfback. I think Ree's going to be doing a lot of organising and he's going to be darting out a dummy half a little bit, putting in kicks um, when appropriate. Mm. Uh, I think he's going to be pivotal in this dog side. The concern for me that's going to stop me from buying him, I think, is Josh Reynolds at 14. Like, is Reynolds going to come on at hooker and play mm. 10 minutes, um, you know, add that little spark in yes. the middle? That's that's the biggest concern to me because I don't know if Reed Marnie is considered an eighty minute hooker despite being captain. Yeah, no, I agree. I like that, and and that was my concern when I saw the team list. Also, uh, it's probably going to be enough to keep me off him. Can you just please remind me about that in the week of Team List Tuesday as well? Okay, we'll do. Thank you. Bookmark that, Rob. What do you think? You read Marnie? You, you know, seen enough? No, I, I like I like I like Reed Marnie. I think, but um, I've just gone in a different direction at hooker i think it's it's one of those ones i i don't know i think he can play 80 um but and 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 i don't know if josh is gonna josh reynolds is gonna play meaningful minutes at all this year but you're right it's it's enough to scare someone away because he really needs all of those minutes to be able to present value because what does he price at 47 or something Yeah, 46 um so yeah look if he's if he's 52 53 
that would be excellent. But um, he just screams 51 to me, you know, 50-51. And that's just not quite enough. That's just not quite enough for me. Yeah. No. No. I like it. But, yeah, I'd really want to see someone like a – I want to see Braden Burns in the 14. Yeah. 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 Now, boys, we've got three more options here. I want to circle back to one of them. Um, so I'm going to drop down to Spencer Linear at two point at ten point three percent. Don't know why he's in this many teams. He sucks. He sucked for a while. He's going to suck again this year for fantasy. Take him out of your team. He's a dud. Mitch Kenny, uh, 426k hooker. No Sonny Luke named this week. We think he's going to be named next week. He's going to play maybe 40 minutes between hooker and middle and. As far as I'm concerned, he's a dud and 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 maybe up there with the biggest traps of the year. Ryan, thoughts? Yeah, no, look, I'm with you. Uh, I, even if he's a 60-minute hooker, I'm not convinced he's a buy. His hooker PPM is not very good and hasn't been very good for a while. Mm. Um, he's priced at, what, 30 points. I think he needs to be playing 70 minutes to be a buy, and I don't think he's going to get it. We'll see what the round one team, looks, team lists look like. I think Luke's going to be there, and if that's the case, Mitch Kenny, not a buy. Yep, love it. Agree, Rob? Yeah, great. All right. Last one I want to talk about on this list is Stefano Uto Ikamanu, 396K middle, 10.35%. He's in every single bloody team that gets DM to us at the moment. Are we the idiots, Ryan? Are we like, – I mean, I just – I don't get it. Uh, I mean, I yes, he's starting. Yes, he was good in 2021. Lots of tries. We were a bit gun-shy on him last year, but, you know, we sort of spoke about him pretty positively for a while there. Um, and I just – I can't get around it, eh? But, I mean, he's – I'm just looking at the who's hot. He's the number two on the who's hot list behind fellow trap Ray Stone. <laughs> so, yeah, just, you know. I don't think it's a vibe, Ryan. What do you think? No, I, I think this falls back into uh, – I, I was talking about this on our Facebook page about the, the bad data of uh, preseason games, especially the first one. Um, people really like to throw out their analysis because they haven't seen any meaningful football action in, what, four months, five months. Um, so the first type of football they see, they really want to put in the guy that goes really well um, in a troll game where he's going up against half-reserve-grade mm. sides. Um yeah, look, we've still, like we spoke about before, we've still got um, often Gowie, potentially Bateman, and um, maybe Matamua to come into this side. If um, if Stefano is starting in round one, I'll take a serious look at him then. Um, but I, I just I just don't believe he is going to start in round one. Um, and even if he does, he's priced at what twenty twenty eight. 29, yeah, 28. something like that. So he's going to need to average close to 40 to represent value. To get there, he's going to need about 45 minutes. There is a lot of big middles, you know, big minute middles in this team. Clement could easily play 60. So we've seen that from Offingau. We've seen it from Twal. Um, if Bateman's in the middle, that's just another one. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know. I, I don't like it. Yeah, no, me either. I'm just having a look at his games. You right there, Fred? Sorry, my cat's just mounting the the climbing pole right next to me. Um, three games last year where he played at least 35 minutes. Uh, he averaged 38 points in 41 minutes. Uh, I mean, that's a realistic role for him. Oh, sorry. I lied. It's 34 points in 38 minutes. So, I mean, you take that up to 40, that's a 35, 36 average, um, you know, which is, as you point out, Ryan, it's sort of not really enough. So, 
Yeah, we, we really need to be seeing like, you know, hey, John Bateman's stuck in England and he's not coming back the, for the foreseeable future and, you know, we're running Jake Simpkin off the bench and, you know, Stefano's our boy. You know, well, that's what we need to be seeing. Uh, just, I can't see it getting there. Mm-hmm. No, agree. Rob, what do you think? No, I think I like him in draft and I don't like him anywhere else. So yep. let's just let's just let, leave that lie. There's just too many mouths to feed on the Tigers and too many unknown positions. It, like, yeah, Bateman's such a wild card. He could play 80 minutes in the middle, right? Like, we just don't know. So but Hastings was playing massive minutes in the middle last year as well, you know. So it's just I just don't – I don't see enough minutes. Yeah. Oh, I mean, that was pre Papali'i. Clemmer Appy as well. So That's I mean, right. there's, there's so many minutes in this pack that Stefano, even if he's, you know, the best case scenario for Stano, Stefano, I feel, is he starts and splits minutes with Pole and he's playing 40 to 45 minutes. But, you know, even that, you know, all it takes is one or two bad games and he's, you know, they're, they're shuffling the pack around and, you know, it, it's, yeah. No, 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 no. He's a dud. Hey, uh, look at that. Jaden Burrell has escaped, uh, escaped the podcast. Oh. Yeah, I was going to say honourable mention. Well done, fantasy coaches. Jaden Burrell only at 9.7% ownership, which I think works out to be – I'm just going to yank up there. Oh, no, I haven't signed up for coach. I'm not going to do that this year. No, I'm not paying that 20 bucks. Rather give twenty bucks to the NRL physio. <laughs> yeah, don't don't. If if I can't stress anything enough, it's do not pay for coach. <laughs> it's such a waste of money. Yeah, I do it every year. Eh? I just you know I get around it, but you know, yeah. Maybe I have every year until it. last year, where where it was like we were looking at the stats from um, the other free websites. I don't know. Adrian's is going to cost money this year, right? But. Um, yeah, just don't do it. Just don't do it to yourself. It's it's not yeah. accurate and it's not helpful. So yeah, if if it's wrong and expensive, that's the two. That's the worst combination of two things. It can be wrong and free like us, <laughs> or it can be it can be expensive and accurate. But it can't wrong be. and entertaining is the right is the right name. <laughs> sure. yeah. yeah, yeah. Giggle long long. Do you say long? Not wrong. Long. I did say long. Yeah. What time is it? Eleven thirty. Yeah, oh, no, it's, it's only 8.30 over here, mate. I'm going to go and sit in the spa for a little bit after this. It's really lovely. Finally got it fixed. It's nice oh. weather over here. How's it over there, Rob? Better? It's, it's, it's gone. The storm's gone. The storm's fine. There's a spa in his backyard yeah, now. But... <laughs> <laughs> it's not heated. Just, just hot rain. Just <laughs> Love it. That's, a, that's great. Yeah. All right, boys. Before we sign out, I want to get a just a one number one hot take for this year out of you. A question without notice. Well, I, I think mine was. Uh, I, I don't think Rob was on the podcast at the time. I think he'd uh, ducked out for a little break, a little cheeky uh, dart and a beer. Um, yep. <laughs> little, little spa, little hot rain spa. Yeah. No, my hot take was. I, I think Cooper Johns will be the uh, starting five eight for Manly before State of Origin starts. Mm, love that. Mm. Yeah, that is that is flaming hot. I like it. Um, Mine, I think I've said this on the pod before, but Burton for Dalian. Oh, yeah, I actually, I do really like that. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah. Oh, man. Is is West Tigers to make the eight a hot take? I like I it. it I, I think it is a hot yeah. take. It's, it's been a while. So, yeah, I think it's hot. Yeah. Yeah. That's, this is like, you know, like 
You know when you the waitress puts your food down on the table and she just don't says don't touch the plate, it's hot, and you immediately put your finger on it to test it to see if it really is that hot. Fajita plate? It's that temperature. <laughs> no, not the fajita plate. <laughs> For those of you that have been to Cactus Jacks, you know exactly what we're talking about. The fajita plate, it's like the metal thing that they just leave it on the fire and it comes out like steaming hot. And you're like, don't touch this, the plate, it's hot. And just people just put their finger on it straight away and you're just like, are you an idiot? <laughs> but, you know, even though I just joked about doing the exact same thing, so maybe I'm the idiot. <laughs> yeah, I must be an idiot because I've got Tavita Pengai Jr. and my team again. <laughs> so this is, i got four Bulldogs. That tells you everything I need to know. This is the year, finally, Pengai. This is the year. This is it. <laughs> us Mate, us, we us will... with Pangai and Rob with the Warriors, it's our year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. One of these years. One of these years he'll <laughs> I think Pengai will be a fantasy option before the Warriors win the NRL though. So Yeah. here's another one for you. Just before we last thing. Which team would you would surprise you the most if they make the finals? Hmm. Which team would surprise me the most? Knights. Probably the Dragons. Oh yeah, the Dragons. That's a good one. Yeah. I think so Knights bad. as well. Oh, mate. Ben Murdoch Mastilla. If he's your starting edge back rower, you've got big problems. Oh, he's so bad. He is so bad. He was one of those ones where you celebrate him leaving, eh? Oh, my God. Yeah. If you can't From the Warriors. Into, if you can't break into the Warriors. Maybe he'll turn, Maybe he'll be Maybe he'll be the next Isaiah Papali, and we had it all wrong. It's not, not, not on the Dragons. Not on the Dragons. He's the hey, next I'll, Daniel Alvaro, I think. Hey, that is a compliment. <laughs> it's not. Don't you speak negatively about Daniel Alvaro on this podcast? Could you tell me what team Daniel Alvaro is on right now? Um, I want to say he <laughs> is playing for. It's he's gone to Super League, but I want to. It's like um, Catland or someone, isn't it? Toulouse. Uh, oh, that's the same country. That's close. Hey. Toulouse. That's close. That's France. Oh yeah, that's it. It's close. Mate, it, it's, close. it's a French rugby league team. No, I'm right. That's it's the same team. It's their feet yeah, no, You did a good job. You did a good job. Yeah. Yeah. But but I think like that's his ceiling. Yeah. Oh, hey, mate, Daniel, Daniel Alvaro. He was a fantasy gun for a while there. He was. He was. No, I'm not saying he wasn't, but uh, he, he's not going to help your um, NRL team. <laughs> he didn't help the Dragons. That's for sure. Yeah, all the warriors on loan. <laughs> no, 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 no. All right, maybe that's what maybe that's what happened to Daniel Alvaro in the negative. He went to the warriors; they ruined it for him. Mm. Yeah. No, I I, I like the, all the warriors that the people that came on loan to us. It was fun. Yeah, yeah, that no, was good. I like it. Alvaro was get, bad. Maybe we could get a system like that for the dragons. Just not not because they need they they got players in the bubble, just because they're bad. Send your yeah. send your reserve graders to the dragons for charity. <laughs> Yeah, there'll be like three actual dragons under contract players, and then like the entire Panthers reserve grade team. It's just Ben Hunt and Jack Bird, and then just a, just and a Zach bunch. Lo- and Zach Lomax. And Zach Lomax. Someone's got yeah. to kick goals. Yeah. And they got like Jack Cogger and <laughs> Cooper Johns, Senio C- Tavira, or whatever his name is. Valtafari. Valtafari. And Val, yeah, Valtafari. You can't tell me Moses Suli is still. He, you know, no, he, played, no, he, he played pretty good last year. No. All right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Anyway. 
he stops leaving his car hungover before training and he's turned it up. <laughs> he's he's bought a bed. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you very much for joining us. Really appreciate you taking the time to listen to this gigantic studs and duds podcast. Austin requested an extra long one, so you got it. If if you didn't like how long it was, you can blame him. Send him DMs on Facebook, Austin Murphy. Thank you very much for joining us. Appreciate you joining us. We love you all. Don't we, Ryan? We do. (laughs) Love you guys.